1: From the southern port of Dorn, that's right, the point of Dorn, <laughs> all the way up to well north of the Wall, which, well, I don't think it's going to factor in this season much. Unless there's a final fight, fight up there. This is Casterly Talk. Finally, episode 12, a review of season 8, episode 1. I'm Ken Napsack, back from, well, my own kind of Winterfell, Chicago. <laughs> Storm... Storms are coming, Annie, as they say in Phantom Menace, and it delayed a lot of flights for a lot of the people uh, I was out there with. I uh, came back a day and a half later. Because of that, eh, we couldn't get the team together to record Castle the Talk, but we're here now, and that's okay, because I don't think people start stop talking about Game of Thrones on Monday morning. I think it keeps going, and we're going to have a lot of fun diving into the first episode of the final season, and also at the end of the show, taking a look at towards next week. I cannot do this alone. I wouldn't want to do this alone. That would be silly. So, we have the full cast of characters. I have with me in studio Andres Cabrera, Rachel Cushing, and Lon Harris. Welcome, team. Hey. Hey. We did it. We made it. (laughs) We did it. We made it. We made it. Um, Now our watch begins. (laughs) Now our watch really begins. This is exciting, team, because I about... Ten minutes in this episode, I had to watch it in my hotel room, which was okay. It was kind of the plan. Flights d- delay didn't affect that. It just brought more people into my room, though I had rules. You could not <laughs> speak. That's yeah. yep. important. Joseph Scrimshaw was there, Dorina Ariano, and Mark Ellis, the only ones to pass the test of can you be silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was watching, ten minutes in, it suddenly hit me. I don't know the next second of game of Thrones as it's going, it's new every second. And mm-hmm. that really kind of got my nerd brain spinning. I'm I'm so happy we're back into this, but I want to know first your experiences on, on how you watched it. Rachel, I know sometimes you, <laughs> you watch alone, but maybe call your sister afterwards.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely, um, uh, on the side of, I don't want to be disturbed with me at my <laughs> game of Thrones. Um, my, my boyfriend, uh, put up with that and I was very thankful but we were actually at a birthday party beforehand and everybody was talking about their Game of Thrones plans and several people were hosting and they're like yeah I'm like 10 or 12 people over and I'm like nope nope, nope <laughs> not gonna happen I can't this is I'm gonna hang on every word and every look and and just mm. you know I, I want to live in this because this is it and it's so important to me as silly as that sounds but um but yeah so yeah. The, my first viewing um, of the episodes this season is uh, a very intense <laughs>
1: viewing for I, me. And uh, yeah. I respect that a lot. I was getting <laughs> a lot of uh, people we know from our world out yeah. there in Chicago. Hey, Ken, you, 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 what, what are you doing? I was like, nothing, <laughs> nothing. I'm watching in my room alone. Uh, Andres, uh, we occasionally call him Ace. Uh, you kind of agree in there too. Right? Oh,
2: I, I really learned this very quickly because yeah. this is my first time living with roommates. I usually mm. have lived by myself. God bless you. Um, and I quickly discovered that I am... Not only, like, will I not do it, I would rather watch it Monday morning than watch (laughs) it with people. Uh, My roommates invited, like, so many people over. And I was like, I am sorry, guys. I'm going to go in my room and watch Mm. this by myself because I have to see it by myself. Like, it's a rule. Like, I I can't have anyone next to me. I have to see it alone. And I really learned that. I'm like, man, I'm being very antisocial, but I kind of have to do it. I'm sorry. So I saw it completely by myself and I love that. yelling at the screen like I usually as do. As
1: you
3: should. <laughs> yeah. And Lon's like,
1: you guys didn't come to my party.
3: No, well, I, I write notes because uh, at Screen Juggies yeah. we, do a, we do a Monday morning recap show and I'm the guy who writes the notes. So yeah. I have that as an excuse. But even if I weren't doing work, I would also want to watch it by myself. Yeah. The, before I started doing notes, one time I went to my friend Jarrett had like a barbecue and they like went all out. Like they mm-hmm. made Game of Thrones themed food yeah. and it was like, really cool. And they had all like the wines and beers and everything. And yeah. uh, it was, I was miserable the whole time. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I missed that. I missed that. I'm going to have to go
1: home and rewatch it. Yeah. To get everything. So, yeah, I, I agree.
3: I, 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 saw, want
1: to be I saw a tweet of a, a bar showing it, and I don't know if that's illegal or not. HBO will look into it. Uh, but they were showing it, and, and it was a, you know, a packed crowd. And I love passionate fans. I just spent five days of Star Wars Celebration surrounded by fans. Love that. I respect it. I'm not wagging fingers at anyone who goes to these things. But I was like, I could not possibly imagine. Not the first time. It's just, there's no. so, it's so detailed. And I mean,
3: we talk about this on this show mm-hmm. all the time that you can watch an episode alert paying full attention Go back a week later and you're like, I totally missed that. Totally yeah. missed it. So imagine being in like a crowded bar. Just doesn't. This, this is mm-hmm. for casuals only. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. I, it
1: makes my skin crawl. I'm like, oh, I <laughs> can't do that. Well, these are my kind of Game of Thrones people, we're going to dive in now. Here, here's the thing with Casual Talk. This is a podcast, so I think I'm approaching this slightly different than the past reviews. We might go in somewhat of an order, but if you're listening and expecting a beat by beat, I don't know. I'm, I just, my heart's telling me to go a little bit different direction. Lon and I did produce uh, Walking. Uh, walking, watching Thrones. Uh, we did walkin'. a lot of walking to the watches Guys,
3: fellas, you fellas. got us. Watch the uh,
1: Thrones. Uh, we produced that for the season six uh, breakdown, <laughs> and, and we did beat by beat. And, and your notes are wonderfully exhaustive. Like when I say wonderfully, I was I I would weep with joy. Painfully. <laughs> um. Uh. Rachel and I did uh, the Collider show last year talking Thrones. Uh. And same thing. We usually kind of go. I like. I think there's a headline, but then we go into it. So. You know, Ace and I, you and I have never really done this, so we're going to go new territory. <laughs> we're going to just flow into it. But I I think we have to start, actually, um, with the opening credits. Yeah, I, right. I, I lost my, my I very know. quietly lost, uh, lost my blank beep uh, <laughs> on seeing these credits, Rachel.
0: It was just. A brilliant way to start because it caught us all off guard Mm -hmm. (laughs) in that really great way where like I'm already sitting up and and paying attention and then I saw that and it's a verbal holy shit like (laughs) what 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 is this like it just. Yeah. it was it was so smart and then yeah. of course and i no doubt that the three of you did the same on my i think right. third viewing i was going through frame by frame mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. looking at the astrolabe and the and the mm. the different it's all de- the depictions are different than they used yeah. to be and the way that um you flow through the wall and it's all turning to ice and you get to last hearth and then oh my god to go deep mm. into winterfell and yeah. into king's landing the way that it did and all the little just the little details, the red leaves in the lake out by the heart tree, the, uh, the, the, Throne room and the Balarian, the, the, the skull and the scorpion, and then the crypts and like I mean I just confused yeah. two different cities, but like yeah. it just all the that detail w- and and without like even a w- I heard that during the press uh, screenings, the big HBO premiere, even most of the char- uh, cast of characters didn't know oh, wow. that they had done that, so they oh, were wow, surprised yeah. too because they kept that uh, I, a
1: secret. And I, I thought that was awesome. I, I did what I, I always you know hum the theme like we yeah. all do. So <laughs> even though I was in the room with these other people, I was hum- quietly like nah nah. And I just stopped. I was like, wait, what? And I loved it, Lon. Uh, yeah. A little you, know. you got a little sneak preview in it, too, because it shows
3: the, the ice flipping yeah. towards Last yeah. Hearth. Mm-hmm. So like a nice little sort of preview of like things are going to happen at Last Hearth this week.
1: Do you think that that each each week's gonna have a different kind of? Uh, I feel like we're definitely crawl.
3: gonna track. Yeah, I feel like we're sort of Indiana Jonesing the ice. Like yeah. we're gonna track it week to week how far the because
1: it's 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 plot information.
3: I mean, you actually yeah, how far the army
1: is. has made it to the south. Ah, oh, I love that idea. Andres, how would you feel about all this?
2: Uh, I, it bl- again, I'm, I was like, right, I was very much yelling, holy shit. <laughs> and I was very much, it might be the highlight of the episode for me. Ah, <laughs> right, <laughs> wow, <laughs> That's yeah. how much I was into mine. it, just because yeah. I was like, oh my God, and screaming. Yeah. And obviously um, everything we saw, I went through it with like a fine needle and
3: was looking gotcha. through things and what does this mean? And all that, like I really oh, yeah. took a liking yeah. to it. Yeah. One more yeah. thing I noticed about it. Uh, we did talk a little bit about this on Watching Throats. The there's there's obviously spirals are becoming a big mm. symbol throughout oh, yeah. the right. show, but you even got a little sneak preview of that when you go through the tower and mm-hmm. it's sort of spiraling the right. staircase. Up. Yeah. There were a few even hints of that in the credits. It's that level of sort of
1: Detail. yeah it's 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 our type of show when you have to go through the opening credits several times mm-hmm. you didn't have to do that on facts of life back <laughs> in the day uh can, can i ask what yeah. you guys got out of it what did i mean obviously we
2: see um the night king tearing down the wall and the second one is the red wedding yeah uh, a lot of speculation comes from the third one yeah. which we just see dragons we see a comet, comet
0: yeah. Uh, yeah and
2: then we see either horses or direwolves bowing down to the dragons um is that Mm. danny's you know birth of the dragons is Mm. that what we're seeing because i i mean that's the big rumor is that right yeah it's it's signifying the birth of danny by when she birthed her dragons birth of dragons i don't
1: know do you feel it's uh just a setup do you think you you think it might look ahead because we clearly got john has bent the knee and that's causing a lot of problems uh i don't know i don't know i'm gonna i mean Already, I want to watch yeah, it again, absolutely. just for that frame mm-hmm. by frame. And I'm sure there's some IGN article or a you know the, you know <laughs> something something film dot net dot org put it out, or maybe Lawn has done it as no, well. No, I haven't broken <laughs> that yet. No, um, this does start again. I hear I'm saying we're not going to go b by b, but I I don't know. I, 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 we'll get some overall thought thoughts, but I, I want to talk about where we start, which is this weird like wonderful rhyming poetry with season one, episode one of, of, you know, when Arya was one kind of watching the King show back, uh, show up to Winterfell and, and, you know, poking around. And now we got, as, as my pal Joseph Scrimshaw over Foresetter said uh, the night we're watching, the uh, This Is Your Life Aria edition of mm-hmm. everyone kind of riding past her. It, it, it was, uh, I thought, I thought a real nice way to just bring us back to the show lawn that's been gone almost two years.
3: Yeah, I mean, there, obviously a big thing on the internet with all the blogs was like all of the parallels to the pilot and to the first episode. And right. it goes way beyond even just like, you know, the, the king and queen arriving at Winterfell, and the sort of march in and I'll like the character reunions. My favorite example of that, to jump ahead a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, jump. Uh, we had the conversation in the pilot between Ned and Jon Snow, mm. and he says, the next time I see you, I'll tell you about your mother. Yes. And then when Jon finds out about his mother in this episode, he and Sam are standing in front of the statue of Ned Stark
1: yes. in the crypt. A really brilliant Love those little visual details. callback. Yeah. Love stuff like that. Rachel, that's why we're here.
0: Yeah, it was it was so much fun to hear lines of dialogue and remember the echoes of that from the first series and people greeting people and even uh the the, the sort of lineup of cast of characters when John rides in the way that um Robert Baratheon and everybody wrote in the first time, like this you see Sansa where Catelyn was standing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're yeah. asking, Where's Arya? That's what they were asking in the mm-hmm. first episode too. And it was so brilliant in that way, but it also just got all the gears going because you had that opening and you're thinking about Bran, and, you know, it, the, the, I think the little boy was supposed to be both Arya and brand the way that he was climbing, climbing different things. Yeah. And, and then, you know, and to, to, fast forward all the way to the end of the episode to, to end with Bran and Jamie, the way that the first episode mm-hmm. did, like, it's funny. I, forgot in a lot of ways how important or how central Bran was in the first several episodes of the series right. he's the first stark child we meet the first one that has a line of dialogue it's the, f- the last shot of the first episode in season one is him falling out the window, and we're tracking a lot of what's going on in this episode through him in a very kind of strange way because he's sure. usually just sitting down in the courtyard.
1: The magic wheel. Yeah, the magic but he's, wheelchair.
0: But he's, <laughs> well, yeah, people point out that yeah.
3: Winterfell remarkably uh, accessible.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, no wonder he's in one spot the whole time. Right, it's, right. like, too difficult to wheel him yeah. anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But I it, it, it was so comforting in a way. And so um, just like, I just had a weird grin on my face. Cause I was like, Oh, that line. Oh, yeah. that line. Oh, oh look yeah. at that shot composition, you know, just stuff like that, that, you know, brought it home. Um, but also set up so many intriguing um Reunions and possible you know conflicts and things moving forward.
1: this right. was on Cogman's list of episodes to watch, right or was Cogman that did that list the, the first episode yes. yeah, 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 I do yeah yeah
3: it's the kind of thing that you know like sets my like little note taking we need <laughs> stuff to talk about on a show the next day right. Art ablaze to see oh, stuff yeah. like like, oh, there's so many little details to pick out oh yeah. they're they're really doing me like a huge favor but one thing i I did want to point out we're sort of leading into it that only occurred to me mm. after a, a few passes through the episode, it's really almost every character that we see in Winterfell is opposite where they were in terms of sure. their authority, mm-hmm. their confidence, their presence. It's exclusively characters who the first time we were at Winterfell, mm. your, your Jon Snows and your Sansa's, who felt cowed, who felt small, who felt powerless. Mm. And now and Bran and Jamie at the end is really what uh-huh. drives it home, is exactly the opposite of where they were the first time, where Jamie the most confident in the world. Nothing right. could possibly happen to me throwing the kid out the window. And mm-hmm. now he's back and he's got this. Oh no, I've been faced with this. Consequence yeah. of brand serene, confident, calm. There were so many examples of that. Yeah. One, one more that I'll pick up before I, I shut up and let other people talk. <laughs> uh, no, no. Varys was another fascinating one to yeah. me where when we first met him so supremely confident serene i've got everything on my my doing it yeah my, you know he's got spies everywhere he knows everything he knows what you're thinking before you think it and in this one he's one of the he interior they are these cowed lonely old men no power left they're just wondering what everybody else what? is going to do it's a really brilliant sort of way that the whole show has kind of Turned all of these characters.
1: Good old flippity doo there, Andres. Uh, you, you take you, you you like what's going on here? Oh absolutely.
2: And and the thing that stood out to me the most was the score. Was yeah. was the music. Oh, I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. mimicking for what we saw in season one and episode one. It was, yeah. The, um
1: obviously on the King's
2: Road, yeah. It, it's it's great seeing the POV of Arya, Because right? that's kind of mm-hmm. what we're seeing. We see her react to the hound, we see her react to Gendry, but we also get the POV of the people of Winterfell or Wintertown. Mm-hmm. Um kind Of being like, oh, these are very foreign people coming, even yeah. we even get a little like when they see Grey Worm and Mesende, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, black people. Oh, yeah. Whoa, oh, yeah. I've never seen a black person yeah, before. Very, very clear. actually, seen.
1: very <laughs> and they, clear. they
2: kind of like look at each other like, I don't think oh, they've I, seen
1: black people before. Yeah, no, I think it's a great, Natalie Emanuel did a great, yeah, a great little moment there. Uh, you yeah, it, it's weighted, it's, it's a heavy moment, yeah. There. Uh, Rachel, you had something to say,
0: yeah, it's um, well, the one the, the thing that I I just sort of like part of me wants to kick myself a little bit in all the predictions we did and yeah. all of the, I'm so looking forward to the John and Arya reunion. And I'm so looking forward to the, the Hound and Arya, or the different people, whatever. It's like never once did my mind go to, Oh yeah. Bran and Jamie,
1: like, yeah, which is right, what yeah.
0: made the ending of that episode. So amazing to me yeah. was like, because I also didn't catch on the, I don't think many people caught in the first pass right. that i'm waiting for an old friend oh, nobody's yeah, right. head jumped to jamie yeah, and right. then it happens and then you watch it the second time and he says brian says the line you're like oh that's what he was talking about <laughs> just,
1: waiting.
0: just waiting just crazy to me that like yeah. uh, of, of all the the matchups and the things i was looking forward to that it never dawned on me that brandon jamie jamie <laughs> would not be back up
1: yeah
3: one thing about that reunion i think everybody including all the memes which we were talking about yeah, yeah and, and amazing everybody, everybody jumps to that it's It's hostile, Mm -hmm. no. but I don't think it is because Bran's not Bran and I don't think it's confrontational what's coming. I think he has a task for Jamie or he's seen something he needs to impart to Jamie Mm -hmm. and that's why he's waiting for Jamie. I don't think like they're playing all the hip hop songs and it's like, oh, what now, bitch? But (laughs) I don't really think that's the moment. I think that's the fun meme version of it, Mm -hmm. but I think the real moment is going to be like, you need to hear this. There's a thing you need to do or something. I I one hundred percent read it the same way.
2: I yeah. I saw his his look as like I almost I do the hip hop Game of mm-hmm. Thrones Twitter shout out to that. <laughs> um, but I I read it, his face as like man yeah. it's all good man like it's good yeah. fam like I know why you're here <laughs> right. It's, I don't know. It's, I, all, I read his look like. It, I got you, man. Like I, that's yeah. how I read Brand's look. I it, didn't read it as like, oh, you got what's coming. C- coming to, I, I yeah. mean,
1: Jamie's. I think got some convincing to do, sure. uh, forthcoming. But I, I read it the same way as yeah. Brand bran or whoever that is. I love the, I love the yeah. Sam Tarley of and bran has got what. Whatever, Whatever brand got got going on. Um uh, yeah, it's with Baylish too. He, the other way well, back mm. last season, I hate to bring up the painful memories know, there, Unders, but uh, the, the, you know he knew what was really in Baylish's heart in a way, mm. and I think he, I just think he would know about Jamie's heart, right? Well, I think
3: he yeah. he saw, I'm yeah. making air quotes, everybody, mm-hmm. he saw that scene with Cersei and Jamie like yeah. we did, like he saw that Jamie left probably knows what Cersei's planning right. and has that insight that, oh no, he's coming to hell. Right. And yeah, that's, I definitely think there's like, oh, we're going to get information from the Bran-Jamie exchange. Yeah. And
0: Bran is the only character aside from possibly Jon who understands that none of this matters, mm-hmm. but because they're all human and because they've all been through hell and back and because they've all dealt with the things that they've dealt with. That's why, Sansa can't really warm up to Danny. That's mm-hmm. why the people of the North are so cold, forgive the pun, mm-hmm. towards these armies. Not like,
1: forgiven. Not <laughs> forgiven. Accepted.
0: <laughs> um, it. it's it's the the human nature of it all and we'll get to Sam because mm-hmm. it, it that's very telling of what he why he does what he does in this episode. Core of the episode yeah. to me yeah. to Sam. Yeah. It, oh, he, John Bradley killed me. Absolutely yeah. killed me. But um but Bran's the only one who literally has the line Guys, we don't have time for all this. Love that moment. I, I was like, it's meta as hell, but I loved it. It's like, we've got six episodes, people. Moving yeah. forward. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's it's telling that Bran clearly knows the pieces that he needs to defeat the Night King. I mm. think he is solely focused on that. I think possibly even to the detriment of some of our favorite characters. And this, this whole episode is about choosing family and duty and, and all of this is, there's, This is all leading to things and decisions that are going to be happening. But it's crazy because brand... Is the one who's going to look at Jamie and not see the person who pushed me out the window, the, but that's how other people are going to see him. Danny's yeah. going to oh, see yeah. him as the the man who stabbed her father, Atlantis, and they're yeah. all going to lose focus of the thing. Brand's trying
1: to get them to focus on. Uh, I think that's a great point, and, and one of the fun moments. Yeah, they're, they're really setting up. Uh, on, on, uh Andreson, And you, you can dive in with any more Jamie Brand thoughts too. But but this everyone v Danny and. Mm. It's set up, and I think I go to the Samuel Tarley moment being kind of the core of that and how it, in the big re- revelations. By the way, th- this is a setup episode, right? And we're so familiar with that, but this to me was the best setup episode ever because it's got stuff I've been waiting seasons to see, right? Right. It's, it's very
2: difficult because as a viewer, you almost feel like. Let's let's hurry this up. Like, sure. I don't care about this whole political Winterfell is against me. It's like, mm-hmm. let's focus on the task. That's how we feel. But, you know, We're they're trying. Yeah, exactly. But they're trying to get us to to understand where mainly Sansa. I feel like Sansa is that, mm-hmm. you know, counter to Danny where she where, where Sansa is coming from in the sense of like, who are these people? What mm-hmm. do they want? We didn't choose this. We chose John. We chose the north. We didn't right. choose someone from the south. Um. So that's kind of the perspective that perspective that they're giving us. Whereas John is seeing it as dragons plus fire equals dead whites and dead white walkers. So that's all that matters to me. Right. Um. It's very interesting. I I I like that they did that, and I I hope we don't see that for all six episodes. No, (laughs) no, I don't. (laughs) Or five. We will. I think it's just this episode they really wanted to set up the perspective of the North versus the perspective of Danny.
1: And it's a realistic perspective to me, yeah. Lon, in terms of, like, this probably would... Ha- look around the world. If UFOs invade tomorrow, we still might not trust some of our allies. You
3: know? Like, yeah. Sadly. Well, I think one thing that this episode needed to drive home and did really well was that it Sansa's been running the North, and we've seen her be an effective warden of the North, right. the viewer, yeah. but John hasn't, and Danny hasn't, and, like, I think that... They really needed to see that, no, no, she's not, she's not just automatic, like, Jon seems to come in automatically, Aria and Sansa, they're gonna have my back, they're my sister's Right. Uh, They're going to back me no matter what. And I think this was a moment for him to come back and be like, there is a whole machine in Winterfell that is running without me. And it is another potential asset that I need to just like he needs to work all of these other relationships. Mm -hmm. I need to work this relationship and I need these. These are important allies. I can't just take them for granted. One thing I'll mention to, to sort of pivot on that. I, he doesn't get a lot of screen time in the episode. He doesn't get a lot of dialogue, but I think it was very significant that they left Lord Royce from the veil vale, <laughs> yes. is present and physically next to Sansa talking in her ear, helping her as an advisor. He yeah. controls the Knights of the veil vale at this yeah. point. Now little fingers out of the picture, Presumably, Robin Arryn is the Lord of the Vale, <laughs> yeah. but he's not head- anybody, around, yeah. helped anybody. But I feel like Sansa is sort of de facto yeah. running things in terms of that makes her an incredibly powerful figure. She's
1: I, running the North and the Vale. I think one of my favorite scenes was Arya and Jon really having that moment mm. to talk and, and some great stuff. I thought it, you know he used to be taller. I was like, whoa, whoa, what does that <laughs> mean? Like he's I love that it. she snuck up on snuck him up. in the snow. I was like, that's very great, impressive. Great dialogue. A great yep. scene but i love that he's just kind of like <laughs> sansa right and she's like yeah the smartest person i ever knew yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and the real like oh you're defending her no i'm defending our family dummy yeah uh <laughs> another great another great like Flip from the last
3: time we yep, saw them yep. was Tyrion and Sansa. Who mm-hmm. Tyrion, yes. formerly mm-hmm. the the mighty Lord, the Hand of the King, the cleverest, the cleverest right. person she'd ever met. I, not I love, not anymore. Not anymore. Anytime Sansa's on that second level deck in yep. Winterfell, she's going to say <laughs> something really cutting to nope. the person that she's next. <laughs> they love those scenes. where Sansa's up there, and then somebody comes yeah. to join her, and Sansa just devastates them. Right. Sansa, rise.
2: That was a great. That was a great interaction between Tyrion and Sansa. Almost feeling like yeah. she leveled up so much to the point that she's even cleverer or smarter than Tyrion like the the way she said it when she said it out loud is when you kind of realize it like you Cersei Mm -hmm. told you she was coming and you believed her
1: yeah, uh, I don't think that's happening. What did you think about that moment specifically? Now we're really we're just really jumping around here because because <laughs> what well, because I think the emotional themes start to emerge in our yeah. conversations and and going to to Tyrion, Lon, I think you're so right. It's an it's a, it's the same Tyrion, but different status and different, you know, has a different uh, pieces to play with. Not as many maybe for Tyrion, but I, I, I wanted Sansa to be softer the first time and then the second time. The third time I watched it, it was almost like she was like, Yeah, I don't I don't have time for that either. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were nice to me when I was forced to be married to you. Whatever. You yeah. also just done effed up.
2: I, I think the evolution of Sansa Stark is something that's incredibly fascinating, especially from someone who I'm I'm that guy. I'm the guy who did not like her storyline at sure. all in season 7. Needlepoint. Oh, in season 7. I'm going oh, back season to season seven, 1 yeah, when she was doing I, needlepoint. But with, yeah. With the whole like I'm I'm tricking the audience and I'm tricking, but I'm mad sure. at Arya, but I'm tricking Littlefinger. I I yeah. did not care for it. Um but the premise of Sansa Stark, what mm-hmm. the writers are trying to tell us is that she is she has all the positive attributes of a Littlefinger mm-hmm. without all the baggage that without it all the baggage that he used to carry. So when we think about it in that sense, we're thinking yeah. about this is Sansa Stark with the training of someone like a Littlefinger. She's on another level. And, and, Cersei. Like, and, and, Cersei. and Cersei and And Cersei. And Cersei. I that's think true. that cannot Rachel be and underestimated. Like minded, yes. Yeah. But that yeah. means that Sansa is pretty like Arya says, she's the smartest person I know. I mean, right. if that's the kind of thing that we're leveling up with, Baelish, mm-hmm. Baelish was considered like Baelish can take down anyone. So the fact that she has those attributes without all the negative baggage that he carried makes me feel like she's the logical person in the world of fantasy and magic. She's the one who's like, well, what are we going to eat? Where are we going (laughs) to sleep? Like that, yeah, those are the kind was. of questions that I'm like, I like those questions. I
1: look, I liked, I really did like the exchange. And I know, hmm. you know, uh, Sansa versus Danny, I, I really liked how it uh, was presented here. It's realistic because I, I love, I love Danny. I love the growth. I, and I love when she even frustrates me. But Danny frustrates I'm me the that Team Sansa, man. No, well, here, all right, we'll, <laughs> take, we'll take a h- yeah. show of hands. But I just like Danny's growth too, which yep. includes some big mistakes, mm-hmm. um, including mm-hmm. some she's still facing right now mm-hmm. with the Tarleys. But I, I love their exchange, I love the dress Dragons eat whatever they want, <laughs> um, so it, it's it's pretty awesome. But I, I, yeah, Sansa just like great. Uh, how are we going to feed the greatest army ever <laughs> assembled? And yeah, that's 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 leadership right there, and being a good boss. I like where we're at with Sansa, Rachel. Uh, you know, and and the fight versus Danny, maybe.
0: Yeah, it it's it speaks to like he said the larger arc that she's gone on, and she has learned. Through horrifying, <laughs> a horrifying series of ordeals, not to trust people, mm-hmm. and that has hardened her, and she has, you know, maybe even sort of edged a little too far on that side. I was one of the people in the, her first interaction uh, with Tyrion. I thought she'd be a little softer. I thought so too. Yeah, and um, but she's she's so pragmatic now, and so of the mind of you know reading people in ways that John has just never learned how to do, that that is what makes her an effective and capable leader. But it makes her a hard person to like, Mm -hmm. to get close to, to, she's almost what Danny wants to be. Mm -hmm. You know, when like Danny says about Sansa, she doesn't have to be my friend. She has to respect me. Sansa's cultivating a persona, a Mm leader, a a leadership, a type of leader who commands respect. And that's why I think the Northerners are yeah. are, are, are so behind her because she understands them, represents them in the correct ways and in yeah. the ways that they feel heard where John just, he 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 forgets about the individuals he forgets about prejudice and mm-hmm. people's point of views and and their own experiences and thinks everybody's going to think like him which is also how people like ned thought which is the sure. greater good trumps all of these animosities mm-hmm. when at the end of the day, that's not very plausible. Yeah,
1: even though it should. Yeah, John is a he is a braveheart leader. I call yeah. that the guy the the the, the you know he's going to rally the riders of Rohan, which is from uh, the Jetsons. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're drawing
3: a we're drawing a, a line here. I think in this episode from Ned Stark to Rob Stark to Jon Snow, yeah. and it's not necessarily a good. Trend. No. I don't think <laughs> these are yeah. These are no. these are three noble, upstanding guys with very strong moral codes. But they're not great strategists, mm-hmm. and I think they they often make some dangerous assumptions. Just like what we were saying with John, where he kind of assumes that Arya and Sansa will be on his side because he's their brother and they love him and their family. And uh, I think that that's a that's a questionable assumption. I also am drawing this parallel because. Rob Stark and Jon Snow both also have in common that they've potentially sacrificed their kingship for love. And love is the death of duty. If you remember <laughs> Maester Amos. It did not turn out great for Rob. Yeah, uh, Again, going to that Aria scene. Yeah. Did you do this for love? Did one, you, do you love her? One more thing. I'll tie back to yeah. that. We've been reminded constantly of the first episode. We're reminded at the very end of the episode about mm-hmm. the last scene. What does Jamie say before right. he throws Bran out the window? Well, oh, the things the I do, things for, I do love. for love. And then he pushes.
0: Mm. <laughs> it's such a, a, a theme in the whole series. And, um, Love Tully. being bad is that the well, thing? Well, okay, that, that's one way to put it. But um, the Tully words, which I don't know if ever been said on the show, but it's um, oh, I'm gonna, it's it, no, it's family s- duty, honor, oh, yeah. in Brand, that Brand order. Brand says it. Brand, yeah. says, Brand says it. To Mason Lewin, yeah. So it's every character, especially you know the heroic ones, the, right. the ones on the on the side of good, uh, you know, to varying degrees. It's what do you choose in any given situation. And, you know, Ned often chose honor to his detriment. And I think John thinks he's doing things for his family, but you could kind of argue he's doing things for more on a personal side because of this whole heightened sense of the greater good. Mm-hmm. And then you look because basically he says he's doing it for family, but Arya's is like, mm, Arya. Like, I, and then Sansa absolutely. actually says it to him. Right. And of course we cut away before he answers. Thanks so much guys. But like, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's this line of mm. w- your motivations and will you do your duty mm-hmm. when the time comes, when the hard decision has to be made because very hard decisions are coming mm-hmm. with the army of the dead. Yeah. And this is where the lines are drawn and everybody thinks they're making the right decision right. based on whatever their motivation is. But you know,
1: is it it's a lot of interesting stuff for 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 john to to me because he is you know i go to the sam tarley scene Mm. and uh, you know i i I think we i don't think danny's a bad person you know she i think her intentions are good well she but she's done some things andres you're reacting and we know
0: almost everybody on the show has and that's why i'm so excited about next week that we'll get there yeah yeah but
1: so but i love (laughs) i love that once again we got what potentially starts out as a sweet scene, because I'm a sure. Sir Jorah guy, right? Aww. Oh, Jorah, Sir Jorah's gonna bring... Hey, hey, Danny, this is the dude that saved me. He saved me. And it's a great start and it start to that scene, and then it just turns uh, un, unintentionally comical, and I actually mean that in a good way, like, uh, my father, eh, my brother, <laughs> eh, um but it it I'm is another that. reminds me of the moment where where the guy brings his burnt uh, daughter's bones before sure. danny and this is what mm-hmm. your dragon did and she's faced with it i still think at this point it's less of a clear decision or or, or it's more clear of a decision in her mind like no i burned them it was tough uh but i love that when john is confronted with it john is confronted with the big revelation, but yet it, to me the focus. I, wa- I just watched it again. The focus isn't he's Aegon Targaryen. The focus is my father lied to me. Father lied, and uh, you brought back your girlfriend who's burning everybody, and we don't like that. Th- that's <laughs> the first thing
2: that comes into my head. Is is, is is this is also kind of meta in the sense of like how rushed the relationship between John and Danny is? How well do you really know her? Is mm-hmm. the big question, and and you see Sam confronting right. him, saying. How well do you really know? Did she
1: tell you this? Because that's kind of messed up. This is that conversation and a lot of us have had along our course of life. So yeah, like, and he's like, "Well, I, along know. that girl you're dating, did she <laughs> tell you what she yeah, did in '78?" Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> it's interesting that John, like nobody, had mentioned that to John because it right, clearly mm, it stood out to Tyrion. It was clearly a, was a problem. An, yeah, yeah, it was clearly an important thing that, that for them to not, they, they clearly sort of
2: didn't. And yeah. I told you a couple episodes ago, yeah. I was very passionate about it because I I, yeah. I, was like, what did Dickon do? is a nice guy. He's, <laughs> well, he's, he's got a funny name. Flaunted her authority. Sure, sure. <laughs> left yeah. her with no choice. Yeah, right, but at right. the same time, like the way Tyrion was reassuring us, like this yeah. is the wrong thing to do. Dickon did nothing wrong.
1: Yeah, but in true Game of Thrones fashion it's not so clear cut like Danny you did something oh how dare you like you could see and even Jon tries to say hey I've executed people but hey you also saved a lot of people but But she saved a lot of people too so I think it's interesting. But what pushed it over the edge for me and what
2: what pushed it over the edge for someone like a Tyrion who we can relate to Mm -hmm. is the burning alive in front of the the dramatic way that she had John does it in a a traditional way where he's like you know
1: I know what you mean but yes.
2: Like even what's his face said it uh, uh, King Beyond the Wall um, Rader. Rader. he's like that's an awful way to go like yeah. burning alive like even yeah. anyone could be like sure john has done some stuff like that before but burning
3: alive is a different level of that's a little too does, does saying dracarys count as swinging the sword i, I mean she's not so. i think
0: i think some people would argue yes I mean, it depends her, yeah. on what your culture is it depends on what you're used to and I mean, the dragon is
3: her weapon it's her weapon sure. right
0: i i i i mean okay if I have to die, I'd rather die by the sword than being burned alive. I will. Shit. I will admit that much. Mark but- that
1: down on Rachel's <laughs> resume.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, but it. What it is, though, even this, you know, debate mm-hmm. here just proves that the gray area is so great. and it depends on your point of view yeah. and who you are in that story. Because what if it had been mm-hmm. uh, House Dane or some sure. some random house that she burned that Sam does not have a personal. And very fraught relationship with, you know, does Sam act the same way? No, no, but that's the point. This is, these are human characters given the situations that they're in and finding out the way that he does. And, you know, I even read some people were kind of like confused by Sam's reaction because they were like, he hated his father. Why would he care? And I'm like, ah, that's a, Mm -hmm, that's not mm -hmm. Sam. Sam's right. not a cold-hearted person. Sam is a person that, like, you kill a puppy and he's going to be upset. Yeah. Like, he's a, yes, oh, it, it, yeah, he's yeah. his, his heart is on his sleeve. He's the kind of person that would not wish that on anybody. And it's also the kind of thing. It was his father. It is a person that you can bet deep down Sam had always wished that he would find a way to earn his father's respect and have that happy family back. And mm-hmm. it's he's the the see the positive, see the good and everything in a person. And John Bradley's acting in that scene is just yeah. devastating because yeah. it's that, that slow realization and then to kick it with, you know, yeah. Dick on having died too. And, and, and he, he asks permission to leave and go <laughs> cry. And I'm like, I need a minute. <laughs> I need a minute. Yeah, It, it really was, good. It, it, it was exactly how Sam would react to that. Mm-hmm. And then for him to go and use that to, be the impetus to tell John the truth is exactly what he would do. And it's, this show doesn't always get it right in terms mm-hmm. of the plotting of getting characters to do things. But that scene was exactly the right mm. scene to get Sam to do exactly what he did. And I just thought it was probably yeah. the best
1: part of the episode. I, I, I think the core of what we got going on here, Lon, right?
3: Oh know? yeah. I mean, I, the, the Sam, the Sam arc is yeah. sort of the, the everything. And I mean, it also speaks to such classic fantasy, fantasy, Book and movie themes of the idea of the the, the non traditional people, the little people, the out of the way people you might not notice right away. They're the ones who are making the end up being the crucial parts of the story. Yeah. And so to give Sam, he's the one who's going to deliver to John this news. It's not the Archmaster of the Citadel. It's right. not Daenerys. It's not Tyrion. It's mm. this, you know, nobody, this guy who, uh, you know, John met because he was getting his. Ass kicked for being a coward at Castle Black, he becomes the the sort of central part of the story. I I really um, like,
1: and the performances, unbelievable. Yeah, I love I love Bran saying, "No, you're 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 his brother now." You know, it
0: speaks to family. And we haven't even started. We didn't even gone Mm -hmm. to King's Landing or talked about anything. But Uh, the the theon and Yara was the same thing, and it goes back to the Theon conversation that um, he had with Jon last year, and this idea of. What family means is you can be a blood relative of somebody, but you know Ned Stark was more of a father to Theon than Balon Greyjoy ever was, yeah. even though it was not blood relative. And you know we all knew that that was foreshadowing for when Jon found out he was a Targaryen and not yeah. Ned's son. Not true. You were still Ned's son. Like that's yeah. the point of this. And, and, and especially the you way know. Ned
1: raised him. In that right. It chose yeah. to do that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And in in this instance, Sam was. John's brother, you know, might as well have been. I mean, he was closer to Sam than anyone possibly, aside from Rob. But you know, Rob mm-hmm. died, and and so you know, to have this information come from Sam, I could think of nobody better. Yeah, you know, even given the circumstances. Right.
3: Question about Sam for for sure. experts, especially book experts, is he obviously he's in the Nights Watch, so he's taken his. He can't be a lord or whatever. Sure. Right. Who is the Lord of Horn Hill now? Like it hasn't, has not is the entire Tarly family been wiped out? I mean it, yeah. his his sister and his mother are theoretically
0: still Presumably alive. Presumably living there. Um but yeah I mean it's the same thing like the I mean in at least in the show the um the Tyrells are done, Well, the and the Freys are well. done too. So, right. like, you can theoretically wipe out a house, absolutely. Well,
3: to, to, to pivot, because this was the next place I was going. To pivot off that, Jamie had promised Randall Tarly yeah. Highgarden Board as well. Right. So oh, that's right. We are leaving vast swaths of <laughs> Westeros. You know who's keeping an eye on all
1: unminded? this? Unminded Bron. He <laughs> wants one of those castles. Stokeworth. I guarantee he's going to get stoked. Yeah, yeah. Bron. Um, before we go south, I, I think there's some things I want to dive into up, up north, and, and that, that is uh, dragons uh, and uh, Danny and John and how this episode changed my predictions of what, where this might end up. Uh, it could still end up with uh, John, Danny, and a baby, which is weird to me still. Mm-hmm. Um, but this episode really kind of made me think like something ain't right when Varys is looking out on them and, and has that great little conversation about, about youth and why they give old people respect. It's because nothing you know nothing lasts. lasts, and they're doing the raindrops keep falling on my head dragon <laughs> dance over there. I it changed, it just immediately. Maybe not. Change. It wasn't like I was, I was doubling down on the prediction of they're going to stay in love and have a kid and all that kind of stuff. It's still could happen. But like it's like, oh, I, it, it, love ain't being thought of positively, positively here. I, I don't know if anyone had that reaction. And that's what they were kind of setting up with that Sam
2: scene. I, I think Sam has the best line in the episode where he says, you gave up your crown to mm-hmm. save your people. Would she do the same? Right. And that's the kind of question. That's the kind of driving line that everyone is trying to drive between. John and Danny, and even like you said before, nothing lasts, it's kind of foreshadowing some sort of epic breakup. But I mean, we don't
1: know.
0: If it's not, maybe not an epic breakup, but an epic test. Sure. Like that's, we, yeah, that might be it. I think I always suspected that there would, when this realization um, or when this truth came out, because we, the fans, knew it. And now, you know, the main player, John, knows. And when it gets disseminated to everybody else, I, I assume fairly soon. But I, always figured that would test danny Mm -hmm. and this episode did a lot of legwork to show like how many people would be arrayed against her when this information comes out which is going to further put her back against the wall which is Mm -hmm. you know just adding to that test um whether or not she passes the test in such a way that her and john can remain together air Mm. quotes (laughs) um and 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 move forward uh uh, sure (laughs) yeah Mm. that's the unspoken truth of the whole thing um i'm not sure but Mm. like i i figured that we would have a romance moment it just Mm -hmm. happened to be on dragon back um uh with with a weird (laughs) shout out to egret we could live here a thousand (laughs) years nobody would ever find us and i was like
1: isn't that him and Egret, like, like that's you, that almost the exact line, yeah. right? You, you start a new relationship, but you go to the same restaurants you used <laughs> yeah. to go with. Your yeah, old they, old it old. it <laughs> even looked like they
3: found like an area that was going to sort of be reminiscent yeah, of the cave, totally. Yeah. 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 Totally. But, um, I, yeah. I
0: one dragon point I have to make sure. because I was it's just mm. not, I wasn't thrilled with this, thrilled with the way it started mm. in the courtyard. Um, uh. Danny says some nice courtly thing to Sansa. Sansa gives her side eye and says, yeah. Winterfell is yours. Uh, and then Bran goes, we don't have time for all this. Right. Great. And then he goes, uh, the Night King's broken through the wall. He's got your dragon. We got to deal with all this. And the only reaction we get from Danny is like like a widening of her eyes right, at the right. news that Viserion is now a a mm-hmm. dead dragon going to be used against her. And then we never go back to it. Uh-huh. And there, and then they have their romantic flight. And I'm like, yeah. shouldn't you be devastated by this news?
1: I was you were thinking of the right th- thought here because I had the same thought. This is the first time. Tormund and Barrick know, but they they ain't it ain't down yet, and right. you see them later on, and, and the news is going to come on down. I don't think they have ravens in their well, bags they must
0: of, have because Sansa knew, Sansa because knew, right, yeah.
1: So so let's. I was trying to she, track. Maybe that.
0: she knew from Brand. Is
1: this the first moment? Did Brand? But it sounds like mm. Brand's finally like because. You know, I, and Brand's in a weird situation again—a three-eyed raven, three-eyed crow thing going on here. I guess he's not always just going like, "Here's what I saw now." Here's what I saw now. Right. He chooses yeah. when to but get this it. But this is on. how I read that because I—I I, I was very confused about
3: all of this the first time. You—you you would think not just Daenerys, but everybody would be like, "Wait, zombie dragons are in our world now? This, <laughs> stop everything!" I want to hear like if you came into the room with me, I am like, "Did you hear about this zombie dragon?" I'd be like keep talking. I want to hear more. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't just be like, let's move on with yeah, the rest yeah. of our day. What are you get for lunch? But, uh, I feel like is there still a level where people aren't sure how to take these things mm. that Bran is saying? Like, yeah. is this news mm. from our world today? Or is this a thing that might happen in a year? Is this, you a don't thing- believe it until you see it kind of. Yes. That, sort that. of. That was how I sort that's yeah. how I'm rationalizing it to myself. Sure. I, I think that's a great
1: rationalization because I think, uh, you know, people are Thor- Thor- like, Oh, well, he's strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thor- anyway, strange boy. I think S- Thoris and Bear can come down and be like, Oh yeah, we can confirm Dragon. With blue right. eyes, took down the wall.
3: <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like you, eyewitness testimony is going to play different yeah. than yeah. Brand. Probably. at least at this yeah. point,
0: right? I mean, Sansa still made the move. She said, "When we heard the wall fell, I called all our banners." Mm-hmm. So, like, she is still, you that's know, true. I forgot that little yeah. doing yeah. the things that she's supposed to be doing. So she was aware, and you're right. I probably because of Brand telling her, yeah. and maybe that that's just not enough for people because again the only people that have seen the army of the dead are that suicide squad group of people yeah and the most of which squad, please. Snow snow squad. thank snow you, <laughs> you. <laughs> that's
2: amazing um
0: so yeah I, I can certainly buy that on the part of the people and the, sure. the average but, uh, soldiers
2: and things like that I, but, again i'm gonna be that guy be i that hate guy. to be that guy but as someone who really didn't like mm. little fingers end that was the biggest hole for me little like how'd you know i'd just be like no bro you weren't there yeah. says who yeah. You, some crazy kid with some, you know, wide eyes, like... yeah No, nah. yeah. you want people to challenge Brad. Exactly. Like, okay. like, you say you have this all-seeing vision. It's, no. Test me. I, test, test me. What I have for lunch? Yeah, but not <laughs> just that, but the fact that it's so easily believed. It's like,
1: oh, he said that it happened, so he must have seen you, it. It's like, no. <laughs> well, do you, to Lon's point, do you think there is kind of... Because, you know, Sam Samuel tardley has been playing with it. it. It's been fun. But do you think people are just like oh man that kid's never been the same since he fell i don't i don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know i think i don't, don't think it's binary i don't think it's yeah. you believe sure. or you don't i think it's like this
3: kid is saying some stuff and some of it's true but like some of ha-
0: this is so outlandish right. like the up until the procession into winterfell nobody they'd heard dragons were back but they'd never actually seen one until that right. moment they're hearing about an army of the dead but yeah. 99% yeah. of them have not seen a white or a white walker and they're just dealing with, you know, everyday things like how am I going to put food on the table right. for my family and survive still, like, the
3: winter. It's a medieval setting too. Yeah. I mean like in medieval earth there were like a lot of people who were like no, fairies are real. Like I know a guy <laughs> who saw one. They are real, especially in the north. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's like oh, I you know the the line between this is yeah. thing a prophecy we believe in like this is a folk tale and this is a story like I think that you that's got to be part of
1: yeah. di- I think you're right. No, it's interesting. One impressive. more thing I want yeah, to say yeah. about
3: dragon riding before we get off. Of oh this. yeah. I, I feel like John, in some ways, Danny and Tyrion are all playing this really wrong. I think they're not used to maybe having to win over, a uh, a new population. I mean, Danny oh, yeah, obviously no. is, but I think the 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 stubborn- She's tried
0: and failed. Right. Remember, Marine? Yeah, <laughs> and I think
3: that you get Davos talking a little bit about the stubbornness of people in the north, and I think they're making some really key errors. I think Tyrion thought he was doing a helpful thing when he spoke up. When he the comes up, like, "Hey, you guys should listen." Like that dude, you're not helping. You're a Lannister. Yep. You're from the south. Like they don't trust oh, you, yeah. believe you. You're the imp. Like you're not. You're not a good character witness for this guy. And then dragon riding, I felt the same way. Like, sure, maybe some people will be impressed. Like, look at our king. He's got this mastery over dragons. But a lot of people are gonna be like, Oh, he's one of
1: them now. Like that's oh, that's an interesting take on it. That's an interesting take. Uh John Riding a Dragon was yeah. Something we were anticipating, and not in a date. Uh, no uh, you know, Sunday date. I think type we all of, thought like, if it was going to happen, it would be right, fly yeah. into a battle. Right. right. I yeah.
3: didn't
0: have a problem with as much. And be a much. part of him claiming his Targaryen. Right. Shit. Yeah. That's where I was. This was, was the kind of the interesting, and it, I think it was addressed in the inside the mm. episode, and, and it's been a very big talking point. Mm. In the books, it's very clear that only Val- people with Valyrian blood can ride dragons. So. People who are learned mm-hmm. in this world, somebody like a Tyrion, it better be standing on the parapet watching John on the dragon and think to himself, the gee, that's Ooh. interesting. Oh, like yeah. how is he like that's not supposed to be We're possible? Not, not
2: just Tyrion. <laughs> Danny for crying well, out loud. Wouldn't well, Danny be like, wait a minute. There's
0: not Danny's not I, I can forgive Danny not knowing much <laughs> about dragons. She doesn't know much about dragons. There her haven't own... been any for 150 sure. plus years. Mm. It's not like she's much of a like a known book person and I don't, she's never had anybody to train her in the ways of dragons. She's Mm. been learning on the go. So that particular fact about dragons back in the day, the Targaryen heyday. And again, the show has not been as explicit about this though in the the David and Dan did say in the inside the mm. episode that yes, that's true. only, uh, Valir, so uh, I, I hope there. I
1: hope like, Tyrion, Ar- Arya, who spent a lot of time reading about uh, dragons yeah. and girls. Yeah, there's I, people I, around I, who should know this fact. But I do like what it take. What, the, where Lon, you kind of took that thought of like, yeah, this might be a problem. People like, great, yeah, you, you got a girlfriend, but you're riding. Dra- Ooh, yeah, it's like, oh,
3: I get it. All yeah. right,
1: yeah, he went. He went native.
3: We sent him yeah. south, and now <laughs> he's riding dragons with blonde ladies mm-hmm. and hanging out with Lannisters, and like to not even have had that thought. Right. You know, to not even have had that thought to me, like, I shouldn't look too chummy with these people who the last time I spoke with everybody from right. the North were our die hard enemies.
0: And, mm. and, and the other sort of irresponsible leadership thing to do is, is like, Risk your neck by jumping on the back oh, of a dragon. Thank you. I when made this you, point.
3: Why is there not a designated dragon survivor? <laughs> you don't put both kings <laughs> yeah. on dragon back and send them fly. We've already established how dangerous this is.
1: I just want some 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 saddles made. <laughs> All right. I know they had that back in the day. I just I just yeah. read Fire and Blood. You could strap in. It. Not yeah. both of you on the dragons at the same. time. I mean, time. look. I'm not gonna lie. It was a sexy, flirt flirty scene, man. It was All beautiful, right? and I the mean, CG
0: was great. And yeah. and we did end with a with a Drogon joke
2: of being yeah. overprotective which, son to his sure. mother, as someone which
1: we still has to deal with two chihuahuas <laughs> that, that do that from time to time. Is that okay. is that
2: how? Because uh, that's how most people read it. I personally, this is yeah, my, okay. Okay, I read it as like mm, this is. I I feel like I have a connection to this guy. Like that's ah, what I read. It. I read it. Oh, as Oh, you like, think Drogon kind of? Uh, like, yeah, I feel like he
3: was like. Mm, I, really? read it, I read. I read it. That's of, how I read it. This I, is me. I read a theory <laughs> on social media that Bran
1: warged into the dragon, and that's him <laughs> no. creepily watching them make out. I really like well, that. Well, I, I do want to know when he's Bran like, decides to not watch. You know, there's yeah. got to be time where he's like, oop, I'm sorry, my bad. I'll, sure. I'll, well, I'll warg so. out of this. Nah, room. Yeah. He, he doesn't. He's not. He's, <laughs> he's watching. But I, I read it as like, stay tuned.
2: All. Like, almost being <laughs> like, wait a minute, dragon rider, healer, really? how can oh, you? With, Targaryen. I, I, definitely, I, I got, feel that connection to you, kind of like I feel it with
1: Dan. That's interesting. I hadn't thought that, but I hadn't thought about that, as good. The point. I just took. I, it's one hundred percent personal experience because sure. uh,
3: I, everyone took it like uh, that. I was the only yeah, one. Like, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing to my mom? A yeah, hug yeah. get a kiss yeah. when I come home, and yeah. the
1: dog is like, no, Staring, no. Quietly. I know we were friends Let's yesterday. Stare. No, it could be the case. Yeah. I did though. I I, I I thought the scene was silly in a good way. I, I didn't have a problem with it because I, I know this is we're not going to have a lot of fun flirty dragon rides. Um, like I said, I, I personally love when Danny's like, "No one knows how to ride a dragon till they ride a dragon." What's up? Mm-hmm. I liked all that stuff. Um, it did turn into a lot of a lot of memes, a lot of stuff out there, uh, so, Andres, which is something we, we, you, we put you the studied. whole
3: new world
1: uh, <laughs> Aladdin well, theme. I think even even, under she,
2: it. even Amelia mentioned it. Yeah. I think in the inside the episode, I oh, think really? she was like, "Oh, we had like a you know magic." magic Carpet, or like a whole new world it actually like, syncs yeah. up
3: it actually syncs up pretty well <laughs> a, <bunch of laughs> carpet or yeah, whole a whole new world yeah uh, uh, you no. you've been
2: inspired by the memes andres oh no, I, i've obviously the king of the memes right now is brand and his look it's incredible it's, yeah. because my favorite one that i retweeted because I, I i had i was like I can, i'm gonna retweet 20 of these or just like one or two so i right. picked my two favorites is is uh saying like on the top being like you you switch your browser off to private and brand gives you like this stare like, Oh I see what you're doing, man, I still see you. And this idea of like brand being the yeah, exactly yeah, so the creepy, creepy dude who's like, you know, I I saw what you did, I yeah. see you, and it's like well, even stop then, it, Brand, you, stop. Did you guys me see what the where
3: they put the curb your enthusiasm <laughs> music yeah, under yeah, it? Dun, and just dun, dun, Jamie's dun, dun, Jamie's, dun, dun, Jamie's facial expressions when you hear the Larry David theme are
1: perfect <laughs> sublime yeah oh uh, that's great um before we one more thing before we go south i i, I think i, w- I want to talk about aria and her reunions um we're gonna have a, a ruma- I have one more
3: thought on aria too so
1: yeah we have a ruminations from the realm coming up in a bit from our friend thomas Rizzling about aria and the hound and, and he's some great stuff about what they may have learned from each other and what that scene shows but uh, let's talk about it here as a team i i actually really liked both reunions uh one of them i was uh confused slash intrigued like uh Arya got some new eyes for gendry or am i reading that completely wrong i i i i wasn't alone with the people i watch it with we all with the episode ends the first thing we said we're like Arya you got the hots for Gendry? Is they, are they playing that now? Like it, I we oh, yeah. all read it as. Oh that. no, that that little yeah. turn back oh, that she no. does when she walks I, away.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were they were seeding it in.
2: Oh right. no, I that's so. I, I was on. Um, I I think okay. I told you a couple episodes ago that that's one of the ones I
1: ship. Like I actively you ship. So. Oh, so you're saying you're, and you're happy? It's uh, we're oh, finally absolutely. seeing what you've seen all along. Oh, hundred percent. They they ha- as she's walking
3: away, she kind of looks well, back they t- and gives
1: they a little smile. In, uh, that's all you need to
2: see. Season two, when 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 Gendry was shirtless and she goes like.
1: Oh yeah, no, sure, liked But she's liked really it, but young, and I took that as you know when she's, a, a he's child like, I'd be, I'd be kind yeah, of you'd be, I'd be your lady, or you'd be my lady, meaning like yeah. you'd mm. rule me. That's just uh, me. Rachel. I need I your, I need your professional <laughs> opinion on it's, this. I,
0: I, my head kept going to Princess Bride. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, it's
1: totally <laughs> that. Uh, it's totally absolutely. an and I was wish like, thing.
0: Okay, you can win me over by doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's what I like about it is what it says about Arya, sort of coming back from mm. the edge of having been no one and having been somebody who was part of a group of people that shunned all emotion and all, Right. perspective and you know and was very cold and in um you know and she could, because she thought that she didn't have any family left she didn't think she had you know the friendships that had been disappointing to say mm-hmm. the least right up until that point and so now she's back in a place and we start the episode with her you know taking it all in and she's home again she's reconciled with her sister she's actually stronger with her sister than she'd ever been mm-hmm. in her whole life And now she's seeing a literal parade of people Mm -hmm. from her past come through. And I think she's looking at every single one of them in a different light. Mm -hmm. And I loved the hound interaction. I know a lot of people said it wasn't enough, but both of them had enough. Both those actors put just the right amount Uh of heart behind it. that I was like, this is a meeting of equals. This is a meeting of two people who have cross paths and learned from each other and are now kind of meeting back in the middle Um, and then she's seeing Gendry through the eyes of she was a girl, she's grown up this is what you would do and Mm -hmm. He's a good-looking guy. Joe Dempsey. He brings the heat, man. I mean, he was rowing all that time. The arms, like it's just (laughs) slinging it. It was. I thought it was very sweet, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, again, like the dragon ride. Like we needed a couple of these moments before the darkness that's coming.
1: Yeah, Stark and Baratheon again. And as far as the Arya Arya thing, that was a nice thing. Look, I, I, I thought it was just right. I, I look at the history of these characters. I I wasn't expecting a big, tearful hug.
3: Yeah, what did people think was going to happen? They're not that kind of I'm so
1: sorry. All the things I said to you. Come over here. Give me a hug. That was never. And and him calling her her a cold little bitch is like
0: a compliment (laughs) from the hound. Thank you. You survived. It was... That's... that's, He is true to his... He has had mm. such a great arc, and I know, Lon, you've talked about it a lot, um, and he's changed, but he's never betrayed the core personality and that is to be gruff Mm. and irreverent and absurd and pretty mean and you know he's just a a realist in this you know crap
3: world. I think this whole episode (laughs) is a lot of respect for the pragmatic characters. The characters who accept life for what it is rather than trying to live out some honor fantasy where they're a perfect Mm -hmm. person and I think that's one of the things I love about the Hound is he's, he's, he's real and it's like you know, it, it's about what it takes to survive and what are you willing to do to live. And yeah, I love his sort of, well, Arya's is still here, so she's earned my begrudging, yeah. you know, gruff, Hound, I don't know how to
1: relate to people. We, I think we get the sweetness that I, I would want from season seven when when Brian talks tells to Brianne. And he, I and completely that's agree. That's the moment where he, yep. he softens. Yep. But here, you're right. I, I think it's harsh. I think it's solely keeping him with his character. But yeah, you you're cold cold hearted, uh, cold hearted bitch. Cold, yeah. you're cold, a cold yeah. little bitch. Cold little, uh, yeah. I think he <laughs> says. she
3: has got a great funny line. You know, it's a she, little she bit of a they're each other because yeah, yeah. she's like, "Well, I
1: robbed you before." I love
2: that. Just because you guys brought up brought up that scene and when he. Says that line. Am I the only one who also read that line in Liana's lips? When you're like, you 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 left the king. You came back a bit.
1: <laughs> she, oh, she almost said it, and yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Once again, Bella Bella Ramsey as Liana Mormont, yeah. Mormont uh, stealing in, uh, in episode. I know I know again. we're gonna we're we're, yeah. we're gonna talk about things looking
3: ahead. But yeah. can I just say, yeah. I, I, it didn't happen this week. I thought it might happen this week, but it it's gotta happen. We've got a Mormont. Reunion yes. Yes. It will, in the be office now. Yeah. where Jorah's there, is there, yeah. yes. the men of Bear Island are there. I don't know what's gonna happen. I feel like she might have him executed, or <laughs> she might forgive that. him. Like right. we don't, you know, we don't know. All, all the old guard who were around yeah. for Jorah's disgrace
1: are gone. I love the idea of him being his typical Jorah self, like I disowned my house, and her going, "Yes, you did. You're <laughs> dead. Get out of <laughs> here." I mean, she could
3: order one of the
1: Mormont. And uh, execute him yeah. right there on the spot. There's yeah, nothing it could anybody be. could say. It could be. Uh Let's find create
3: potential tension with it Daenerys. It could be another
1: future pod. Absolutely. Uh, let's take that trip down the King's Road to Kingsland and the other part of the opening credits where we go inside the castle lot. There. Uh, interesting to note here. One of the things uh, going back to that trailer that was released. Basically, the only thing we got uh, for the show before it started. Um, most of the stuff in that trailer is in this episode. I yes. know. And we got a lot of the fight, what we think is the Battle of Winterfell. I'm excited that we got maybe four episodes with no clips from. Yeah. Like, it, a lot of it came here, and, and, and being down south, you saw a lot of it. Cersei, the arrival of the Golden Company, uh, uh, Harry Strickland, all that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't they come up with a more fantasy name? It's like George. Well, Harry, it's from the book. It's actually from, from the book. I, I <laughs> believe you. But come on, George. Harry
3: Strickland? I think
1: George, was, George that day was like,
3: I, I got lunch. That I was definitely like the gas man came to George's door with Harry Strickland. I, as
2: someone who looks into this kind of stuff, yeah. um, what I like the most is the fact that he's like this blonde hair, typical white guy with like a heavy Essos accent. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so fascinating because that's kind of what they are, it's right? That's what they are, yeah, yeah, mostly, mostly. I did not
3: know this. I, mm. I read this. Because it's from the books and I Mm. I picked it up on the web this week. But the interesting Golden Company connection to the Targaryen family. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if they're going to establish more Mm -hmm. in the show. You're just saying have the blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's the
2: thing. It's the concept of like these guys are Westerosi, so they're very pale skinned. But right. they grew up in Esso, so they
1: have that accent. Right. I was like,
2: that's cool. That's it's a cool native little Esso. They, they yeah. kept true to
1: that, and I, I like that idea. We got a lot going on here. Uh, we got Cersei. We got Anton Lesser as Kyburn, who just kills it every mm. week. She's going to die of the puck soon. I uh, <clears> love that moment. We got Brawn. We got. We also, by the way, learned that uh, Ed Sheeran's character is dead.
3: I know. The ginger. The ginger. His eye, well, at least his eyelids were is that, referred wait, is, it, is it definitely confirmed Eddie the it,
1: ginger was uh, Ed I think Sheeran? I they have. And yeah. yeah. okay.
3: the the. the william the tall
1: Tall
0: good-looking one was the other one at
1: the fire yeah yeah uh, so we got all that luck going on here let's dive into what's going on in the south here i think cersei we see a lot of things we see her control but i think the big takeaway and we can just start here is is unfortunately i think she finds herself in a position to do something that she doesn't really want to do uh i think she feels she has to uh i think cersei's all about you know she's okay for a little pleasure now and then it especially plays out in the books but like I feel it was sad to watch. It was For me, it was sad. And as someone who likes the character of Cersei, it was sad to watch her realize, I can't lose this a-hole. I have to give him what he wants in the situation because I need the Golden Company, elephants or not, budget budget constraints of the special <laughs> effects or not, and Euron in his mute fleet. I yeah. need it. And it was kind of... Wonderfully, t- I mean that in a wonderful way. Yeah. It's tough to watch
3: uh, about the elephants because we were it's, we've been talking about how this—it's a medieval setting. Yeah, and I think—is it possible Cersei doesn't know or have a clear conception in her head of exactly what an elephant is? Sure, because it seems unrealistic mm-hmm. no. that she would even believe you could sure. put an elephant on a ship.
0: Yeah, because they're not native to Westeros. Right. In fact, I can't think of any period in Westerosi history where no, they've never, were brought right. over. So, so. I, that, yeah. it's yeah. Like
3: actually a nice historical detail in there that in the Middle Ages they would have had all kinds of crazy conceptions. Yeah. Like they knew of the existence of elephants yeah. and you could actually see books with illustrations from like the 13th and 14th mm-hmm. century where they were trying to draw an elephant, but it looks more like a <laughs> wolf or a bear because sure. right. they didn't really know. Yeah. So I thought I, I, a lot of people were sort of making fun of yeah. that, but I like she wouldn't know. She, she like, might no. think I you could pack a bunch of elephants yeah. into yeah. a ship. Yeah, I, I thought, thought that, that was way great. For her to know. Like,
2: think about it. Like, if you hear a legend of, like, yo, they bring elephants into battle, you'd yeah. be like, yo, I need to see
1: that now. Because if there's yeah. any, like,
3: huge armored beasts, you might yeah. think like a bear, and, like, you could put a few bears on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: and I loved her, her final delivery of the line post-Koido. Uh, post One I'm last. Like, I really did want really that. <laughs> I love that here. Uh, Rachel, yeah. what, do, what do we think about Cersei here? Uh, What's going on with her?
0: Yeah, I mean, th- it was, I mean, Lena Headey, you know, knocking it out of the park because she felt lonely. Mm-hmm. That really long shot of the throne room. Yeah, We're so used to the throne room being full of courtiers and mm, people exactly. and sycophants and, and your, your council people and whatnot. Clearly she has no one except yeah. the mountain in Kyburn, Um, and you know, she thinks she's better off without Jamie and Tyrion and she's clearly sending Bronn off to, to, mm-hmm. to, theoretically take them out yeah we'll we can discuss that in a minute yeah. um so i just i felt how lonely she was and how she put armor on mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. her to, to be like mm-hmm. i'm not i'm i'm steely i'm queen like i'm right. gonna I'm, I'm i'm set on this path and like you said she sort of just like steals herself to have to i mean Euron's done everything he said he would. Gave her that yeah. gift of justice. Gave her the the iron fleece. Gave got her points. the golden. Com- He's making points, and she also even says, "I kind of you're the most arrogant person I've ever met." Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. Like you know, it, it's but it is. It it's sad to see her have to go through the motions in that way mm-hmm. because she needs to solidify her position, and then we can endlessly debate whether or not. She's pregnant with Jamie's child. She's gonna pass it off as Euron's. Did she lose the baby and is now trying to get pregnant with your? Like, there seem to be a lot of possibilities going yeah. on there because that shot from the trailer was here. Yeah, the one she's he left the room and it looks like that. Just the look in her eyes. She's not crying, but it looks like right, you know right, she's right. she's on the verge. And I'm I'm just. I don't
3: know. She takes a sip of the wine. She's drinking wine. I watched that scene several yeah. times
0: just to check. Again, no. She does sip the wine. Middle ages. <laughs> I know. They didn't no
3: <laughs> don't drink the well. Yeah, I, I saw well. people point that out online. Yeah. It's like, look, they they were drinking wine when they were pregnant sh- all the time. Sh- sure, But it totally
1: tipped off Tyrion in yeah. season 7 yeah, and Tybernatol, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but it is it is sad. I mean, cuz I love I do love this character. I do think she's bad, and I think she oh, yeah. I don't cry she's, for her too much, Argentina. Mm-hmm. Argentina, but I I think it's tough to watch and it's the first moment she's i think that teary-eyed shot is her you know she's lost jamie she's lost jamie i think that's the biggest thing
2: that we're trying to tell us yeah she feels this emotions because of her loss of Jamie like she really feels betrayed by that right. and kind of hurt by that especially after Euron says that line you know i'm going to put a prince in your belly yeah. and her th- you know that's when we have that Always shot a of her great face. line yeah. but mm-hmm. we use that-, that one dude trust me <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah it. i, I can go on running. and off about euron yeah. this episode oh my god like can, nah, he, man He's, nah. he's uh, he he i like it really i, I do think, i think,
0: I'm think with you right he, he's he's, he's Grown into it in a way that he's this—he's a character we didn't—we haven't known for very long. We sure. get in fits and starts, but he embodies it. He's a character of action. When he says he's going to do something, he does. Yeah. yeah, he does it. Yeah, like it, it, he's just—he's simple in some ways, but it's—it's it's, like I said, it's a character of action. There's so many characters that are are all about talking and mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. things like that, and I like that. And I'm even like with Cersei, like you. But at the same time, like you mm. really like putting your neck on the line, don't you? Like yeah. you, you just go for it, and then Pilo Aspect, you know, really mm. embodies that. Oh, I think great. it's yeah. a character unlike any other character on the show.
3: Yeah, yeah I think we've seen a lot yeah. of like the quietly devious, the like schemers. Right, there is a lot of right. ski, quiet behind-the-scenes schemers, and I think that it's interesting to see because Ramsey Bolton sort of fit this bill, but, but he's he gone. just crazy. But he, he was also more just sadistic. It yeah, was less right. gleeful and like, I'm just going to be spontaneous and I'm bored and I'm going to mix things up. And it was more just like, I'm going to torment and torture and brutalize people, which is less fun. I think you're on also he's also a psychopath, but he's right, he's sure. more he's more fun, and you don't know he's unpredictable. It's not just he's going to yeah. do the most evil, horrible thing he could, and uh, yeah. so yeah, I think it's a, it's a nice change of pace. He's clever, he's a schemer, he's got mm-hmm. his own plans, but he's doing it in this very ostentatious, arrogant, mm-hmm. over the top, showboaty way, mm-hmm. which is it's it's nice, sure. it's
1: it's different. Yeah, I, I'm on, I, I get he's he's definitely not one of my favorite characters, but I, I just love it. I, I love Game of Thrones so much that I I, I wait for yeah. all the characters to have. Their moments and he's, he's had some great moments, and I, I get why Cersei yeah. would be like, This is the smartest play
3: I have right now, is to line closer with this guy. I was gonna say, I don't think she was ever pregnant. I think oh, now yeah. she was maybe. Still I think a theory. Theory. I think she had a very strategic reason in both cases. We saw her do the belly touch, yeah, yeah. to, to full signal Jamie and then fool Tyrion. She's yeah. signaling to, and it worked on at least Tyrion. Uh-huh. Yep. It worked.
1: I I actually think that could be revealed to be right. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think she's just
3: a she's just she'll say whatever she's got to in that moment to get mm-hmm. you on her side
1: uh i agree with that there uh, uh and uh we got this thing here with Braun. i think it's just a little bit of a plot thing like hey let's get him up there we need
0: to get it, yeah it, yeah it we is. need to get him up
1: there do we does do any of us have any thoughts that he will uh maybe die from this attempt to kill jamie or Tyrion, or the other way around he i don't think he's killing them at all do you think he sticks around what do you do is he motivated by those
0: he's gonna wagons go. of gold yes 100 percent Season 2, he, Tyrion asks if I uh, if I told you to go kill mm-hmm. a newborn baby, would you? And he said it depends on how much money you gave me. Right. Yeah. He is a sellsword and he has always been one. Yeah. Yes, he has yeah, jumped created up relationships yeah. with both Tyrion and Jamie, but Kyburn's speech is the exactly the mm-hmm. pragmatic speech that would work on Bronn. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I was a nobody. I was, you know, lucky to just mm-hmm. survived my ordeal after getting kicked out of the citadel. And I helped her look what she's raised me up to. You know, right. it, it's the kind of selling point that would work on somebody like Braun. He's going to take the gold. He's going to take the crossbow. He's going to go North. Mm-hmm. What happens when he gets up there uh, is anybody's guess. Maybe he's attempts to do it. And then something happens to change his mind. Maybe a white gets him. I don't know, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. it's, they have hinted enough through the seasons that would make most people think maybe he would for the right yeah, amount of for money, the right amount. for the right promises, you know, because things go a certain way. The more interesting question I have to say is because mm-hmm. his assumption was, um, I, there's no way I'm going to get near the Dragon Queen to kill her for Cersei. Right, and Kyburn yes. says um, she has another plan mm-hmm. for the Targaryen girl. Mm-hmm.
1: What do it, we think?
0: Ooh. Is the plan the Faceless Men? Is she going to hire... Uh, a a faceless person to kill Danny or one of her dragons?
1: Uh, It's a theory that I thought
0: of and then I've heard
1: circled uh, quite a bit over the last couple days. uh, You know, I don't dive into those theories, but Andres, this is what you love to do. I love it. On the (laughs) fly, give me an answer. I have no idea. Yeah? That's why
2: I love it. I I love that. I love that that she does have something in store for Danny that she's Mm -hmm. not quite giving up as far as taking her out, I, right. I'm curious what what she could use. I like that theory of of the faceless because men.
0: the the power she has is money with the, with all the Terrell sure, sure. gold and the um, the Bank of Bravos, and she couldn't introduce something we haven't already mm. learned about in the series up until this point, and it would give Arya something not to do, but like an angle, like maybe she would recognize, recognize? another faceless person sure. and be forced into. Defending or saving Danny when she face off. Oh no! You
1: know
3: there's potential there. We're I talking think. about Arya. I'll take my leave. Yeah. What's the What's the weapon? What 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 is oh, Arya yeah, having? Yeah, that's a good point. I it again, it's yeah. a spear that's detachable, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's, it's dragon glass yes. at the tip of yep. the spear. So, but this, so this is my question: mm-hmm. yeah. Why would oh, like who is Arya planning to kill? Is she Is she planning to go? Kill the Night King with this thing? Is it's that Arya? I wouldn't doubt it. Well, because John, <laughs> John, believes that if the Night King is taken out, the war is won. Right? Yeah. He presumably could have said this, and we haven't. I don't think we've seen him have that conversation with Arya, but sure. he could have said that to her. So maybe is that her plan? I that's hope, a crazy plan.
1: Hope there's been some briefings at some point.
3: I, I mean, we know that she can sneak up on people in the snow. I don't think you can faceless it, man a White Walker uh, because no. they just turn to ice when you. Uh, right.
2: I I I, th- I just think that yeah, that's, that's a moment where you know, we see Gendry making that Hacks for the hound, I, I right. just think she's like, if I'm gonna go into this battle, I want a cool weapon too. That That's how I read but it. But right. it. Well, she, yeah. can't, she
0: can't use uh needle, needle's no good. No. Her. No good. I don't know if maybe yeah. she thinks the Valyrian steel dagger's not enough she, to keep a spear, is always good to keep the your that? enemy at bay. Like, does that's she? the point of a spear. It? Yeah,
2: sure, but does she know that the Valyrian steel can kill white? Walkers? I'm pretty sure John
0: yeah. has made yeah. it very clear to Sansa okay. that the be- last season that Valyrian steel and, and okay. obsidian, and, and work.
1: again, I, I really yeah. hope there's some morning breeze briefings that all the leaders are going over right now uh <laughs> sure. i'm spreading the word sure um quick thought on that uh i love this great point lawn uh is is she the don't we see like a spear in the trailer? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it breaks. Okay. So a lot of people thought, "Oh man, she or whatever weapon she's using breaks." They but wouldn't. now that you have the okay. the the, the plan, okay. you're like, "Oh, it's purposeful yeah. that she wanted it to be detachable." To, to I just assume it's to suit her fighting style. Yeah,
3: sure, sure. I mean, sure. we saw two seasons of stick fighting. It's yeah. got to pay off <laughs> at some point. You got to give us the stick we, fighting for now. We got to have a, a lot on I stick don't know fighting. that 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 definitely <sighs> struck me as like mm. i mean obviously it was an excuse for her to go talk to so gendry think, sure, sure. but you gave they gave us that insert of the close-up on it the really and, and, if it, they it, hadn't given us the insert right. i would
1: have just been like this was just the an excuse and we love we love our inserts that need freeze frames on oh, gendry yeah. we love you. who was sansa writing what is yeah. what did sam reed and here, they're never there in there a, just for an extra shot yeah it never just fit it, like. it made me it made me a pause i think initially yeah it was a moment but then the fact that it it Indicate it's like a Lego uh, mm-hmm. building instruction. Like <laughs> it looks this like it will <laughs> <off or> comes <laughs> the yeah. Tip comes off. Um, uh, let's let's kind of end almost kind of where we started before we uh, take a break here. Uh, and actually, before that, I want to get our overall thoughts. But but going the final shot of Jamie, him arriving. Um, was that How did you feel just as an ending of the show? What was your thoughts on that,
0: Right To me, because I thought they were going to end in Last Hearth because you had that gorgeous, morbid. Mm. Oh, wow. I was say, yeah. oh, by the way, I haven't even hearth. talked about yeah. Last Hearth. Uh, the Hannibal-esque uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, tabloid. Right. This and, is and where I need bl- I've al- notes. And they've always, <laughs> I've always had blue eyes lined, which might be the best <laughs> yeah. line yeah. In, the, in that He's show. got blue eyes! Yeah, it to me, I really thought we were going to end there because I did you, you knew Ned Umber was going to wake up behind him and that okay
1: i knew but it still scared
0: me rachel of course it did but it also (laughs) it it, got me it 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 got me
1: totally did (laughs)
0: and it mirrors the prologue from the first episode of the series
1: with the little little girl the little girl
0: all of it and i was like oh so i thought full circle in every Mm -hmm, respect mm -hmm. here and then we had the one last scene. Yeah. And as soon as you saw the cloaked rider, I mean, my head, I, I, that's Jamie. I was like, oh, okay, we're getting mm-hmm. this. And it's just, and it, I, again, like my brain never went there. You're so I've smarter. been seeing Bran sit in that no. courtyard all episode, not thinking about it, not thinking about it. And then when he walks in and you see the wheel and the four, I was like, holy he does crap. Like, yeah,
1: he does Wait, spend the whole time, he's in the courtyard. Most he's of the time, in the right? courtyard they're,
0: from the, the, yeah. the. You see okay. him first when Tyrion looks down before Tyrion goes yes. to see Sansa. Then when um, Sam just, comes out, he's just out he there. He just camped. Yep. Yeah. And they're uh, playing it just leave like. Leave the
1: weird kid in the courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> and they're
3: playing it the whole episode like he's just making creepy eyes at everybody <laughs> yeah. being right. a creepy Bran. But then, yeah, that's obviously building. He's yeah. waiting for Jamie the whole episode. The whole yeah.
1: episode. Yeah. Um, and, he, and,
0: it, and it's, it's the, the and shots from episode yeah. one of the whole yeah.
1: series. Totally. It's Jamie, then Bran. You're so much smarter than me Rachel I was like hot pie has arrived (laughs) (laughs) Uh, finally 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 all right let's talk about last hearth by the way I just love seeing last Hearth. I know it's uh you know if you're a fan of 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 the show a long time you've heard of last hearth you've seen the umbers the great great john John. oh your meat is tough (laughs) and then the wily son that gets killed in the battle of the bastards uh, I really like going there, and this is this was freaky stuff here in a good way. And that that spiral lawn, that yeah, spiral, just, we keep seeing this. Well, spiral. The, yeah, this was
3: another. I, I have long nursed the theory or the idea mm-hmm. that the White Walkers and the Night King. It was more like they're like a manifestation of a force of nature. It's mm-hmm. like the the movement of winter and death and decay. Mm. I'm, I'm moving away from it <laughs> okay. because okay. more and more the night King is acting with a lot of intention yes. yeah, and sure. a lot of he's, he's very, it's he's plotting. He's, he's leaving messages. He's communicating. It does not feel like a, you don't get mm. dark omens from a force of nature. Sure, you, don't no, get, like you don't get, you no. don't get. And so this felt very much to me, like the night King has a plan. Yeah. He's right. got a very clear goal We don't know what it is. Right.
0: But it has to Mm. tie back to the first men because of the cave painting and and the the children children of the the forest. forest. Like he was a man that was changed into the Night King. So when he was a man, when that battle, Mm -hmm. that war was happening, that spiral meant something Mm -hmm. to To one of the races or maybe to him in a personal level. I don't know. But because we saw it in the cave paintings as well as several times throughout Mm. the series on the of Fist of the First Men oh, and oh, that first the episode. Artists. Exactly. So that's uh I have to agree with you, Lon. Like it has something to do with what happened when the fir- the White Walkers were first and where, and where created. He was, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's created. Yeah, I mean, we know, know
2: just, that symbol comes from the children, so it's mm-hmm. it's it's a callback to that. I mean I I also agree with that statement but it's also the idea of like why they were created and maybe they're yeah. just trying to complete their purpose which was to kill men uh, yeah um, yeah that's, that's,
1: that's i've always talked about we, i joked about even him going to the god's eye to try to like reverse sure. the curse or something like mm-hmm. that but this kind of like i'm here to uh it's to kylo Ren from force my, awakens i'm yeah. here to finish what you started yeah grandfather. which is what
2: the children yeah. intention like what yeah. they first wanted when they made yeah, it yeah but
1: oopsie but, but
3: that was mm-hmm. i mean the I, I, you may be right. I mean, yeah. I think this is all very compelling, and it's sure. it probably has something to do with this. The The problem with that, though, is the White Walkers didn't actually listen. Like, this whole war happened because they went berserk, and they didn't right. just do what the children – they started killing everybody. Sure. And that's why the children of the had to unite with the first mm-hmm. men to kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why, after all this time, would they suddenly be like – now I'm going to finish the original mm, text. Sure.
0: N- now we're back to a magical explanation that involves seasons, that involves mm. the magic in the world, because that is tied into the seasons, why there's dragons all of a sudden after 150 yeah. years, why the warlocks are all of a sudden more powerful mm-hmm. than they have been in a long time. It's because magic's yeah. back in the world yeah. in some way. Again, that still doesn't tell us why. Right. I, you're yeah. right. Like there is, there was there an impetus. Was it the a birth of, the prince who was promised azora mm-hmm. is are we going to start tying in some of these legendary prophecies as to the why and what kicked it off which maybe brings us back to the astrolabe thing at the beginning that has the comment on it maybe yeah. it's like comment, something comment. the doom of malaria as yeah. well
2: i mean mm. everything you're saying is kind of where my went my brain Cup. went it mm. went straight to magic it went straight to like what if that symbol and this is me being a, a, a nerd as well Is kind of like some sort of like Your home no, but yeah, exactly. But what if it's like some sort of way to like actually mm. inhabit magic, some sort of like mm. sigil or something? Because, you know, if if, if you okay. do really actual like magic, really like you actually do symbols and, and create symbols as, as some sort of calling, as some sort of epicenter to, to not just mark mm. your territory, but almost kind of create this mm. ambience of magic. Um, I also go back to the Return of the Dragons being somehow maybe connected to the rise of the White Walkers and them being like, You know, we were around, but we weren't that powerful. But now that dragons are back, we're supercharged and Mm. we can
3: do our mission or whatever that is. Mm. I I also feel like the one Mm -hmm. thing, and maybe they're going to pull a lost and and drop drop this particular thread, but the sacrifice of Craster's babies Mm -hmm. and the baby, the only time we've ever actually been to what you would consider like the home base of the White, like the very top right. of the
1: world. Lands of always winter.
3: Was when we saw the White Walker delivering that baby mm-hmm. and the Night King turning him into a White Walker. I, I do feel like it's going to involve in some way he's looking for a replacement, he's looking sure. for a new body, he's got to, somebody's got to be turned in that way. Mm. Look
0: out Little Sam. I was going to
3: say. Little Sam, little Sam definitely is, has a target. New Night King. Well, you got to think too, <laughs> they're like, and not that they're not delightful characters but yeah. Gilly and little Sam have lasted a very long time mm-hmm. right most most characters don't get a significant other and family that get to be this prominent Right. From season two on, there you have you know, it. There's, Lon, Lon there's Harris wants
1: amazing. Gilly dead. It's, <laughs> it's what I just, I mean,
3: there's so many times it could have happened in mole Town. Like, <laughs> she's been all over it. She keeps surviving. Uh, good Maybe stuff. a reason
1: to keep Gilly in the mix is obvious. Uh, quick overall thoughts here. Quick overall thoughts. Uh, Lon just as a as a first episode for this final season and a setup episode. Where do you put this one? Where do you? What do you, what do you feel about it? Uh, uh, so I think overall.
3: I think it's one of the very best, like, place setter episodes they've ever done. They're, they're, every season has a place setter Everyone episode. Does. Yeah. We, we got a lot of characters that are over here. Or they're over there. Or they're on this continent. We got to get them all back where we need them. Mm-hmm. It is. There always are some moments that are not super elegant. Like the bronze scene this time felt a little like, all, all right, go. <laughs> sure. But, yeah, Totally. totally. But. Overall, this felt really tight for one of these kinds of episodes to me. Like it flowed, and it I really had, there were lots of th- encounters I des- didn't necessarily see coming. Lots of satisfying moments. Yeah, yeah I thought it was
1: great. Uh, yeah, I agree. The setup; it, g- it gave me these big moments, these big reveals. That I think when you put this down on the on the on the show map, and you go back and rewatch all eight seasons, this is going to be an episode that has a lot of great things for for us all. There, Rachel, uh, where you come down on this final one? Yeah,
0: I definitely agree. I feel First like one. the Braun one and the Theon one were felt a little yeah. rushed and a little like we just need to get them to Winterfell and mm-hmm. th- they tracked well enough so that it didn't bother me too much. Um, I found that what I really liked at the end was the characters pretty much know what we know,
1: True. like the,
0: the truth about John is out. Now, again, the next level of, of who they tell and when they tell them is is the next thing. But the fact that John knows it by the end of the first episode is pretty huge. Yeah. Um, And all the pieces in terms of all of our heroes on one side, but with all kinds of little fractures in in that, and in what and how those are going to you know uh, widen and cause conflict mm-hmm. before we even meet the army of the dead yeah. which is the meat and bones of Game of Thrones and it's all rooted in yeah. these characters and I thought that the plotting and getting all of that information out and the interactions of all the characters like every time two characters got together I'm like oh Tyr- Tyrion and Sansa oh Arya and Jon <laughs> oh uh, you know and, and yeah. Jamie and Bran oh my god I didn't even realize I wanted that so badly yeah. but I do so it, I, I, was, I was very very happy with a large mm part of this episode
1: uh, i love that I, I love what you're saying too about uh, there we still got these fractures in the foundation for this mm-hmm. big fight and we still either have to deal with it before or deal with it after which yep. we'll talk a little bit after uh, the ruminations segment about going for next week so uh, and closing on overall thoughts andres where do you come down on this one there
2: let's uh, uh echo everything you guys just said i didn't care for certain parts especially like you said the brawn and theon stuff i just mm. didn't care for the brawn stuff especially um but overall again this is all set up but it's good setup, and it's set up that we need and uh, this mm. story wise we absolutely need all this and the in, uh, interactions between characters is almost perfect like yeah. there's no other way you could write these interactions john and mm. aria yeah, the hound and Arya, yeah, whatever it is it felt right and everything they did it felt right so mm. to me that's a
1: solid episode right, right there just based off that Absolutely. Uh, I love what you're saying. All of you are saying we really do like this episode. Uh, that's the thing about setup episodes. They're there for a reason. We need them. We had about two years to mm-hmm. make up, and, you know, we are the type that read the books or read the maps or study the maps or watch the shows again or go into a wiki of ice and fire. And not everyone does. They need the pieces reset. It has to happen. We're going to come back, but right now we got this segment uh, Ruminations from the Realm with Thomas Risling focusing on the reunion of Arya and the Hound. Hi everybody, I'm
4: Thomas Ristling and welcome back to Ruminations from the Realm here on Casterly Talk. Now today I want to bring up the reunion of Arya and the Hound, which we saw in the first episode of Season 8. And to many I've spoken with, this reunion seemed short-lived and to some, even lackluster. That's why I want to explain the reasoning and some of the story behind it so that we can help to change that perception. Now we all know the last time the Hound and Arya saw each other, Brienne had just defeated the Hound in single combat. And Arya went to speak with him for what she assumed would be the final time. And the Hound, who's badly injured at this time and on the brink of death, begs Arya for a mercy killing, even prodding her about the butcher's boy Micah and her sister Sansa, but Arya doesn't grant him that wish, likely because she believes he doesn't deserve a quick death and instead should suffer for his many crimes. She robs him and leaves him there to die. Arya then heads for Braavos, and we don't see the Hound again until Season 6, when he reappears in his living and working with Brother Ray. Let's wind that back for a second. Arya and the Hound had many experiences during their time on the road together, imprinting these little pieces of their moral compasses onto each other, and that's exactly what we see in their short reunion. We see a lot in a very short scene here, and the scene begins as Gendry gives the Hound a dragonglass axe that he says was very difficult to make and the material is hard to work with, and as he's saying these things, the Hound begins to insult him in his work, and just when it gets uncomfortable, Arya steps in, beginning this awkward reunion, she tells him to leave Gendry B and she confronts him. You know, his eyes narrow on her, and he says that he knew she was in Winterfell, and that she left him to die. But Arya reminds him that she robbed him first. And he approaches her, and they share this sort of emotionless stare. The Hound examines her, looks her up and down, and, and calls her cold, and says that must be why she's still alive. And he calls her cold in a much more rude way that I'm not going to repeat now this might not seem like much of a conversation given their history and given the obvious concern that Sandor showed for Arya last season when Brienne told him that Arya's alive and is home. But despite their last meeting and despite all of Arya's time in Braavos, I did find Arya's lack of any emotion to be somewhat surprising here. And then it clicked in my mind. Arya's learned from the man that Sandor was, before all of the recent events and his time with brother Rey, While at the same time, Sandor has learned from some of the traits that Arya fought so hard to rid herself of. Now, Sandor Clegane is a hard man who is beaten by his lifestyle, poor choices, and experiences, but he understands remorse now. And as an example of this, let's go back to season four. Arya and the Hound meet a farmer and his daughter, while watering their horses near Fairmarket, and the Hound is rude and flippant as always, but Arya lies to them elaborately in order to cover for Sandor's gruff exterior and demeanor calling him her father, concocting this huge story, and even apologizing for his, his way of speaking and his behavior. The farmer and his daughter believe their story and they welcome them both into their home for rest and a meal, but in the morning, Arya wakes to the sound of a scuffle and the daughter's scream. The hound had stolen from them and hit the farmer. Arya attempts to stop him as she knows this isn't right, but the hound presses on and claims they'll be dead by winter and dead men don't need silver. Very cold, essentially leaving them to die. And all of this happens despite his earlier claim of not being a thief, which also proves that he's a hypocrite who will do and be whatever he wants to do and be just to get ahead. A trait we later see in Arya to a lesser extent, but it's still there. Now later in season seven, when he returns to that small home near Fairmarket with the Brotherhood, he finds the man and his child dead. The man had taken his daughter's life out of mercy, and then he had taken his own to avoid death by starvation or freezing. They were dead by winter just as the hound had predicted, and his robbery surely didn't help their chances. We then get one of my favorite hound scenes where he's burying the farmer and his daughter, an action he takes both out of respect, but out of knowing that his actions before were wrong and seeing now that Arya was right, he shows remorse. He even tries to say a prayer, even though he fails miserably at it, he tries. Something that this, is, this remorse is something he's been entirely devoid of up until this point. Aria, on the other hand, learned how to be the cold little <laughs> that the hound now sees her as from him. She learned this from him. He taught her how to lie without remorse, to kill without remorse, and to put herself first, traits that she pursued to Braavos and then even further within the House of Black and White. And I believe this is largely why Arya didn't fit with the Faceless Men, because she was always thinking about her own motivations and goals putting those first instead of the motivations and goals of the Faceless Men and the Many-Faced God. Now, I'm not saying that she should have just accepted the brainwashing and become a waif-like Terminator, but I do think these predominantly negative traits, largely passed on to her by the Hound, certainly played a role in her leaving Bravos and returning home. So, in summary here, that short reunion, during the first episode of the eighth season, when Arya responds to the Hound by saying, "'I robbed you first. She's really saying you got exactly what you deserved, nothing more, nothing less. And to top it off, she delivers it with the same coldness in which Sandor dismissed her when she tried to stop him from robbing the farmer and his daughter, the act that taught him remorse. Ultimately, Sandor Clegane and Arya Arya Stark have learned so many things from each other, from the versions of each other, that they don't want to remember, or maybe that even no longer exist. And all of this makes their reunion short and slightly awkward because they see pieces of their old selves within each other, within these new people they've strived to become. And they relate to each other now in this sort of very roundabout, uncomfortable way. And that's something that neither of them ever thought would happen. You can find me on Twitter at Thomas Wristling and on Instagram at T Wristling. I want to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this rumination from the realm here on Casterly Talk.
1: Thank you, Thomas. Great thoughts on the Aria and Hound reunion. Was it what we wanted? I think in some ways it was, but there's a lot beyond just what we saw, and Thomas took a nice deep dive into that. Uh, thank you, Thomas. More ruminations of the realm throughout the season as we uh, review and break down and dig into the final season. All right, we got uh, we got about ten minutes left here or so, though you try stopping us
2: talking
1: <laughs> Game of Thrones. Uh, Andres Cabrera, Rachel Cushing, Lawn Harris, and myself, like here, gonna talk about next week's episode, uh, and I'll be honest with you, I, I think I saw the preview uh, for next week, and then I... I I saw it in the hotel room watching the first time. Then we went downstairs and all got our flights canceled and then got really drunk. Um, I don't remember it. And I've I've chosen to not watch it because I want this final season to have as much surprises tossed into my face every week. That said, though, I do want to look ahead. Lon, are we getting the battle? Are we getting the battle? No, I think they said that's three, right? That's three? Episode three.
3: Next week, the interesting thing, they published all of the run times for all the six new episodes. Next week is another short one. It's like Mm. 52, and then it's a 90-minute episode three, Battle of Winterfell Juggernaut. So we've got one more... Sort of okay. setting pieces in motion before that, that makes sense. I,
1: I looked at more than anything, Jamie, we're going to have to deal with his return. We need so. Jamie's return. I mean,
3: I feel like we're going to start, you know, Theon will probably yes. make his way Brawn. back this, right. this week uh, and we'll get him. Everyone's coming back to the bar. <laughs> I Braun is going to be interesting in terms of time. I know people have been getting on their case a lot about travel times. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like he can't even get there until the battle's long over. Like he's probably not going to make it to the north until
1: episode four or five. Interesting. Thirty. You got thirty days from King's Landing. You're
0: Winterfell. you're not wrong, but that hasn't stopped the show before. <laughs> so.
1: hasn't stopped the show before. But I actually felt like that was
3: like part of what they were doing yeah. this week, which I thought was interesting. Was they're they're setting up the Battle of Winterfell. They got to get everybody there. But, but they're then all, there's three more episodes after yeah, that. They are kind yeah. of starting to look at like what's the world going to be right. after either the dead bypass Winterfell or the dead mm. are stopped at Winterfell. One yeah. or the other. Yeah, and and I think that's probably one of okay. those plot lines. Like, I don't think Bronn's going to enter into the mix until after we know
1: what happens with the dead at Winterfell. Okay. I'd be okay
0: with that. Yeah,
1: yeah, Rachel, what do you what? what are your thoughts on what's coming next week? Yeah, to Set me, this, this, two?
0: Yeah, um, it's it's the cracks that we mentioned that are mm. forming. It's the North versus Danny. It's them being very resentful of John's decision, um, and Jamie walking into the midst of that is just mm. like you know, uh, feeding the flames. Because Jamie's got very few friends up there. Yeah, the Starks hate his guts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny's not uh, is uh, not a fan. You know, he's got this reputation, and we know the truth. Brienne knows the truth. Mm-hmm. Bran knows the truth. Yeah. So I feel like we're going to get a really interesting quote unquote trial. I mean all the Lannisters have been on trial so it's, it's about time Jamie joined the 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 fray with that um but that it's going to get so messy in that game of thrones way because Danny will be you know uh angry that he killed her father but then everybody's going to turn and look at her and like uh, what did you do to the Tarleys? The same yeah. thing your father did to Ned Stark's father and brother. The same thing he was about right. to do to a million people in mm-hmm. King's Landing. And it's going to turn into a, well, you did this. Well, you executed these people. Well, you did that. None of these people mm-hmm. are perfect. None. All of them have done murdered people and executed people and made horrifyingly terrible mm-hmm. decisions. Danny executing the masters in Marine. Willie, like, she just massacred a bunch of them. We found out later that his daughter's father was one that she massacred. He was a good person. So, like, nobody's hands are clean. And I think that's what this trial will sort of bring to light. And it's going to be about which characters can put the past behind them and Mm -hmm. which ones will not be able to let go.
1: Which one can listen to old wheelchair brand. We don't have time for this. (laughs) Exactly. We
2: don't have time
1: for this. Uh, Andres?
2: Uh, yeah everything you guys said is is pretty much what's gonna happen i also don't watch the next episode i don't yeah. i purposely don't watch it just because i want to be i mean i, I to be clear for
1: me i used to but this time sure. i just was like you
2: know what i don't remember what i
1: saw i'm gonna keep it
2: out of my life right sure. now I, I, yeah I, yeah obviously the big center piece of mm. this next episode is gonna be jamie which mm. is good for me because that's my favorite character as i've said before the one um, left the one, the one left. left correct <laughs> which I'll, every time five you choose one <laughs>
1: But uh, Gosh, uh, Red yeah, yeah,
2: he's gonna gonna die. Um, <laughs> either way, uh, I, I can't wait to see the interaction between Brienne and Jamie. That's right. obviously is, is someone who, yeah, fang boys about that stuff. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a great conversation for them to have. Um, yeah, it's gonna be centered around Jamie building the pieces before the epic battle of Winterfell. I'm, either way, is. is you know, as simple as I put it, that's still very exciting to me. I, I cannot yeah. wait. Oh no, it's exciting to set up this epic battle that we're going to yeah. see in episode three.
1: Jamie's Jamie's had connections with a lot of people and not all of them good. So like Rachel, you were saying, I think that's interesting in in and of itself.
0: Yeah, the other thing that this episode did quite a few times, and it helps when you have dragons because then you are prompted to have an aerial look at Winterfell. Mm -hmm. And again, the opening credits did it too. I think that there was a lot of, I I kind of actually thought Ace might bring it up, but like what's the strategy with Winterfell? Because Mm -hmm. I think... you know, they'll get word that the dead are marching further south. Ed said, we've got horses so we can get around the army of the dead and get to Winterfell first. So I assume Tormund and Ed and those people will arrive and with, with the the Mm. army of the dead basically hot on their tails. So like I also amidst all of the, you know, the character issues that are going to be brought up by the fact that Jamie's there, they also have to plan for this Mm -hmm. attack and I found it interesting that we saw so many aerial views of Winterfell and like the outlying areas and Mm -hmm. which armies will be stationed where and how. They're
1: building trebuchets, all those kind of things. Exactly. The different
0: things and we know that the crypts, um, you know, are very largely unexplored and supposedly go for miles and miles underground Mm -hmm. and we've all speculated about the Battle of Winterfell and we did see the shot in the teaser of Varus and people down in the crypts and where did those tunnels lead and will that help? there's, there was yeah. a lot of sense of space happening in the episode that I think will come into play for mm, the battle.
3: Like I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because one one other thing I was going to mention that we haven't talked about yet: were the the lonely old men. They're they're all there yeah, and in the Davos, mix for yeah. something. And those guys are not fighters. Like Davos right. has said, yeah. he doesn't. Have, he's missing some fingers. He's not <laughs> much of a fighter. You know, Varys is not a fighter. Tyrion, like where uh, are they mm, go? Yeah. Those I feel like we've now established them as a collective. And they're going to be doing something. They really am, yeah. And uh, I think that's probably along the right track. I think they're going to be the ones who are exploring under Winterfell and maybe uncovering old arcane. Sam, perhaps, as well. Sure. With that group.
2: Can I ask a question to you guys? Do you think we're going to lose someone next episode? I thought we were
1: going to lose some this episode. Yeah. I, I did too, yeah. but yeah. I, 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 a little slower start than I thought. I do. I, I think there's going to have to be Yeah, th- I, gonna is be one gonna or Is it going to be those surprises. those
2: brave three men who were, you know, that, that's the big thing that I kept coming up. I'm like Tormund. Tormund, and,
1: Barrick and and, 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 and and yeah. Uh, Dollar
2: said. Because uh, they're the closest. I to. think they have to, but I think they have to deliver the words sure. they know. Yeah. I sure.
3: also feel or like.
0: Maybe if, like one of them makes it. Yeah. That's what I'm I think one
2: of them goes down. I locate. Because you also
0: need them. And I know this is terrible, but at the same time, we need them to. To come back as
3: whites. We know some uh, of the yeah. characters
0: that are going uh, to yeah. die in this battle yeah. are going to turn around and come sure, back as
3: whites. So interesting. I yeah, also Tormin and Bear, you could have just taken them out if you wanted. If they weren't still in the mix, there was yeah. a perfect prime opportunity right, right. at the end of last season mm-hmm. to be like,
1: eh, they got crushed on them. That's by the wall. what I said. <laughs> so they didn't,
3: so they're still here. So yeah. we've got one one something. or two big moves with them sure. left. Here's my one last thing. And I know people desperate no, to get no, out here. No, no, we're not desperate. You're I, desperate, I desperate. thought. If we, I, I don't think we're probably going to spend any time in Essos at all this season. But I thought if we were, Fortunately. we have three characters there that yeah. potentially are still in the mix. I think it's unlikely that Dario Naharis will come back, but he's alive. Right, Jack and Hagar, who you mentioned a yeah. way that we could sort of potentially yeah. bring it back, and then the big one, Melisandre. That, almost positive she's coming back mm-hmm. is Melisandre. It has to. I thought we would do a little bit more work on how some of those characters are going to get over this episode because if we're saving it. Are we going to Essos late in the season? I don't think. I, how, how are we going to do? I, it?
1: I I've been thinking about the Melisandre one and I think she shows up after the battle or maybe in the battle. Like maybe like maybe the she has something to do with something maybe? maybe she has something to do with the defeat of the Night King. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, don't I know. mean I'd always thought that the Lord of Light would have to be involved in some way shape or form to defeat mm-hmm. the Night King. I think we've explored other possibilities with the old gods and yeah. um maybe the Lord of the Light is the next thing they have to face in some way, shape, or form after the fact. I, I'm not sure how it plays a part, but it has to play a part because yeah. last season she even said, I die in this land she so told she's got to come back. that
3: she and Varys are both going to die. It was the
0: first time they very, very pointedly brought up the prince who was promised yeah. versus the princess who was promised. She brought it up. So th- that thread's got to get tugged. Right. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I, I did think we would do a little bit more of that building mm-hmm. early right, right. in the season. Yeah, uh, uh, like yeah. Her popping up in episode six seems weird. Yeah, yeah uh, everything you guys
2: said. Plus, um, did we get a little mini spoiler that Yara Greyjoy was like,
3: "Well, if you guys
2: lose, you can always come to the
3: Iron Islands." I'm it's like, actually the second time they've mentioned that because yeah. last season two, Euron, you're you're on. they had you're that all. They, like, they can't swim. He can't swim. I'm taking on. And it was, she was uh, fake face
1: is spoiler in the sense of it's, in the sense gets of like pie. they
2: do lose and they go back to the Iron Islands. Or, it's or, like a
1: regrouping area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe. Okay. I, I or, or my my thought is that it, yeah, turns out they could just walk on frozen water and Pike's gone. That would be so cool. Ooh. Yeah.
3: That would be a very grim way to yeah. end Game of Thrones. Is the lone
1: survivors are just on that on salty, bike. rocky beach on a yeah, just like, waiting out the inevitable. Yeah, sure. That is it. Well, we'll know all, soon enough. We are yep. here. Uh, Castle Talk uh, will be here every week. Um, canceled flights uh, aside, <laughs> we will be here uh, Tuesdays. I think it's possible. Episode three. Might be on Mondays because uh, my travel schedule uh, uh, means uh. we might be recording. We are going to be recording a day uh, earlier or earlier. So I think we'll release that one a little earlier. Um, but, you know, you out there, you know where to find us on Casterly Talk. Just subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, like and follow on on uh, Anchor. Uh, we will uh, start incorporating some of your messages this week. Just my my. I had a great time. My life thrown up a little curveball being stuck in Chicago a day and a half extra. So there's some uh, messages. You can reach out on the Anchor app. And leave those messages. I think our friend Eric Monroe has one, too, as well. Uh, a lot of thoughts. We want to hear your thoughts, and that will help us uh, process and break down these episodes. Um, before we go out, everyone hears a, a bunch of stuff they do, and I want you to know about it. Like Mr. Lon Harris and his fine work over at Screen Junkies. Where can they oh, find and follow you, sir?
3: Oh, well, they can follow me on Twitter at L-O-N-S, and Screen Junkies is easy to find. YouTube.com slash Screen Junkies. <laughs> it's around. <laughs> it's
1: around. Uh, Rachel.
0: Uh, You can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Rachel J. Cushing. And uh, I uh, occasionally pop up on a thing called the Schmodown, the movie trivia Schmodown. So you can look that up on YouTube,
1: too. Heard about it. Thousand People Strong in Chicago. A lot of fun. Andres Mm -hmm. Cabrera, uh, who is, uh, you know, featured uh, prominently in the back cover of my upcoming book. Your quote is there, sir.
2: Hey, look at that. That's great. Look at that for the
1: world to see. Absolutely. Uh, You do a lot of great things,
2: sir. Uh, Yeah. um, Come follow follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Squad Leader Race. And the meaning of podcast is on the Collider Factory Mm -hmm. iTunes feed. And we're also on YouTube at First Cut.
1: Absolutely, with uh, Robert Butler III, who That's is right. still in Chicago. That's what turns no, it is. Out, no way. <laughs> turns out he's still there. No. He's going to yep. watch episode 9 <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost the case. You can follow me at CatNaps or go, go to the new and improved CatNaps.com where you can find information and direct links to purchase my book, Why We Love Star Wars, The Great Moments of Built a Galaxy Far, Far Away. I'm still riding and will always be riding that Star Wars High. That is it. We're going to see you all very soon for more cast talk